The amount of windows I have open on my computer right now is stupid. It's too bad there's no way to close them. <laughs> I need them all for different things that I'm in the middle of. Hmm. Just do one of them. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> episode 144 we've been doing this for way too long with too few of followers <laughs> this episode i have titled we've acquired activision <laughs> very excited the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast streamed on thursdays and released on youtube and podcasts on fridays that's new we're a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and tv to our everyday life experiences if you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our discord channel. Or you can check out our website at we where we have a bunch of original things for you to check out. Additionally, everything we talk about uh, is pushed to our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron joined by a couple additional peeps. Caleb. That's me. Jake, John. Oh shit. What up? OE 93. Hello guys, gals and non-binary pals. Chadwick. Breaking the wrist on Fortnite. And Alma pal up gosh your intros are just <laughs> they're amazing every time alex thank you for that i really appreciate it bro you should have uh, branched I, out from mine on the, well, the breaking wrist on fortnite to just break the wrist walk away oh. <laughs> all right redo intro all right no. okay I'm joined by a couple of oh actually. gosh uh, no. hey, i'm gonna start off the top i want to talk about uh, a few things one the best thing to do when you have a podcast is get food delivered to your desk <laughs> what's and up i will say this is that is the way to live life right there. <laughs> Have a podcast. Be like, I need this delivered to my seat so that I can chow down on it. I agree. I agree with this. Two, um, I'm going to start off this uh, with my segments, which is going to be a, a top 10 list in case, except in this case, it's going to be in a top 11 list. Oh, oh my God. Hey, Aaron, top uh -huh. 11 of what? A top 11 games that were too short for $60. Mm. Oh, okay. of, if of, you remember like, all time, of, if you no, like, no, this is just a, if you remember this list thing, it's not something I come up with. I always just find a list on the Internet and then I read sure. through it and we can yep. see if whether or not we agree with it. But mm. uh, we were talking about the other week about the increases of video games from 60 to potentially 70 and maybe even more. Yep. Um, okay. Yep. To actually buy a full fledged video game. And then I started thinking, what games have we been disappointed in that cost $60, but were not actually worth the $60 we paid? Because. Some AAA titles, some big titles, some single-player games, you can have hundreds of hours of content. The Witcher, tons, tons of gameplay. Other games, not so much. So I found this list. I thought it was interesting. This is the 11 games that were too short for $60. Here we go. Some of these you may not know. Some of these you may know. Uh, I'm looking for opinions. Number one, Asura's Wrath. Anybody ever played Never this? Never played it. That oh. sounds familiar. Is that an action RPG? Uh, it is. It's only, yes. Uh, and it's a single player game. It was on, uh, I believe, PS2. Uh, it was only seven Damn. hours long, $60. Oh. How long um, did you just say? Seven hours. But importantly, seven. the game itself is divided into 18 episodes. Mm -hmm. And those 18 episodes are 20 minutes long each and, fig and equate to basically a whole bunch of quick time events mm -hmm. to pad out the running time. Oh, so. Really? 
It was a PS3 game for the oh, record. PS3, PS3. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, number the two game's is actually incredible, though. Is it actually incredible? <laughs> yeah. The only thing I know about it is that they released the ending as DLC, and a lot of people were like, "Hey, that sucks." <laughs> yeah, not great. That's Maybe that's dumb. why the base game is on this list because that's if you me. added the DLC, the end game, it'd be the, a little longer. The game is less of a video game and more like lightly interacting with a power fantasy anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And it's very nope. much like I'm so strong, I'm going to blow up the planet, like Dragon Ball Z level stuff. Which is your favorite thing, power yeah, fantasy? Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's very awesome. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so freaking strong. Every time, Alex. Uh, number two is Wet, which was a game that came out. Uh, yeah. what, year, what year did this game come out? 2009, released on PlayStation 3. It is a hyper-stylish action game. Um, time to complete says seven hours. $60 title. Not well-received. I Moving on, number enjoyed th- that game. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I remember <laughs> playing it. It was really oh, fun. Oh, yeah. I'm very yeah. surprised that you enjoyed a game that none of the rest of us either played or liked. This is totally out of character for you. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody has listened to the Game of the Year podcast, Owen's basically in line with all of our selections. <laughs> Everything uh, we talk about. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, on to number three, we have Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Ooh, another awesome game. Oh my gosh. This time to complete is six and a half hours for a $60 game. Mm. We're, we're sinking, boys. Number four, Super Mario 3D World. Important note that the original release of this is six and a half hours, which I think the ones the one that's uh, the Bowser's Fury thing that's a port, right? That's, that's not Super actually Mario a new game. 3D World. Did you say land or world? I said world. I said world. You said world. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario 3D World. Uh, number five, Murdered Soul Suspect. This one I don't know about. Game? Yeah, it's, it was like a detective short. game. Yeah, uh, six short though. Six and a half hours. You play as a ghost of the hero that died at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You are the uh, murdered soul suspect. Yes, <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, yeah, six and a half hours. On to number six, we have The Darkness 2, oh. which was a first-person shooter from 2012. Alex, is this another game you're excited about? <laughs> I, I like that game. Is this just uh, your list? <laughs> yeah, did you make this? No. Uh, did you write an editorial for uh, CheatSheet.com to come up with a, a list of games that weren't worth $60? It sounds like somewhere that Alex would post yeah. something. So it was either the Darkness One or the Darkness Two that I got banned from playing because I was playing it in front of my grandmother, and then they used the c word. Mm. Oh, and it was like I think you can't play this one. game anymore. Oh. Was it number one? Yeah. Was it? Ca- yeah, it was. That was, yeah. that was back in like yeah. back in like mm. two thousand seven, two thousand eight time. So. I get it. it sounds Sometimes, like the first one. True. People true. do get concerned about slang about money. I get yeah. it. Bills. Mm. Yeah green mm-hmm. i yep. mean i just scares people i get it i get it well also another oh, word that people don't like do you want to be banned from this podcast chat i'm sorry you said it out loud not loud gosh i'm gonna have to bleep it i'm gonna have to go back to my bleeping days uh, on to number seven i hope you we do have... actually go back and bleep that because like <laughs> then people will just be so confused at what i said <laughs> and like you have be. to you have to bleep everybody's uh there because i think jake repeated it so you know i'm gonna back. bleep i'm gonna bleep everyone <laughs> don't worry it's gonna happen i'm gonna uh, listen to this one but i want to make sure <laughs> <laughs> number seven we have mirror's edge okay worth fuck this list wait this whoa, 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 mirror's edge whoa. worth that wait, i'm not saying awesome it's, I, they it's just, just said, saying like, short games 
Well, actually, it does it's, say it's short for sixty dollars. Too short for sixty. Too short for sixty dollars. So they're complaining that it is not worth the price. Not worth the price. Sure, I guess. But if you went to a movie and it was thirty minutes, even if it was a good thirty minutes, you're like, hey, this is bullshit. <laughs> Depends on how good. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't I know. enjoyed the sixty dollars that I spent on Mirror's Edge, so they uh-huh. can shut the fuck up. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I still have not played it. I need to play it. This game is Good like game. what? Yeah, play, play 13, the first 14 one. years old. Just, it is just play old. the first one. It, it holds up pretty good. Well, though. it does hold. I mean, yeah. if you watch Jacob Geller's video about how it's still the most visually <laughs> stunning video game ever oh made because he just... somehow he figured out how to make concrete in it look good. Is is he paying us? Is that <laughs> he sponsor? He freaking better he be. be. Talk about all the time. He should be. Uh that was uh, six hours to beat. On to number eight, we have Rise Son of Rome, which was an Xbox mm-hmm. One exclusive. Mm-hmm. This was a six-hour game. Okay, but did anyone actually buy that game? Because I thought it like came bundled with the Xbox like when it first came out. I feel like that wasn't a real game. Oh, you know, it did launch alongside the system. Yeah, I'm sure somebody bundled, paid sixty dollars for it. It yeah, also okay. came out on PC. It did come out mm-hmm. on PC eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think for sixty dollars though. <laughs> not, a, um, not a good game alright on to the next one and this one I don't know that I agree with because the problem I have with lists that include uh, a whole bunch of games and then have one that not only has a single player campaign but is like dominated by multiplayer and they say it's not worth the $60 it's really hard to justify hmm. uh, but uh, we have Call of Duty Ghosts oh. at, at number Couldn't 9 not you have put like any Call of Duty game any Call of Duty yeah, yeah I mean, mean Call yes. of Duty game is not you, worth sixty dollars. Period. They're, Done. They're right. all like six hour campaigns, right? Yeah, this is five oh. and a half. You could also I, they could have put Titanfall two on here. How long yeah, is that exactly. game? Oh, hang on. It's hang on. Titanfall two I, is also like six but hours. That's like an amazing game, but it so is still really, worth the sixty dollars. We're talking short games, ladies so, and gentlemen. They're we're short. talking short games not they worth six dollars because they're short. And really, Call of Duty in general, you could honestly put any Call of Duty in here, and it, it might fit. Mm-hmm. So I think to give benefit of the doubt to them. The reason they put Ghost on here and not any other Call of Duty is because Ghost is the most like negatively received multiplayer mm-hmm. that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe they were just going off of like, well, the multiplayer sucks. Nobody plays that. And it died mm-hmm. very quickly. So mm-hmm. this, this is not worth $60 for the campaign, which yeah. I would disagree because I was probably one of the, <laughs> my most favorite campaigns that I have ever played <laughs> uh, from Call of Duty. <laughs> there it is. Uh, on to number ten, we have the House of the Dead Overkill. Okay, I didn't. That was I didn't a know what sixty dollar game. No, it's a six dollar game. It's an on rail shooter. Yep. Oh. oh, it's like Typing of the Dead, but without typing. <laughs> no, this uh, this game was four <laughs> hours. Saying it's like done, Typing Jake. of the Dead is very funny. Because... Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh sixty dollar game, four hours to complete the campaign. Dang. Very short. Very short. And at the top of the list, number 11, because we can't end at 10, but number 11, and this one's cheating because the game debuted for $30, not 60, but we have, wait, wait, we have Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. Oh. This game, the time to complete on time to beat is 1.5 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would not. That that game is not worth more than 20 bucks. Is that even a game? It's kind of like a demo for it's, five. It a basically, bit. yes, it is the like prequel to five. It's yeah, it's short, man. That's an hour and a half for, for 30 bucks. On a DLC. Money, I want to nope. ask you what was second place on our game of the year list? 
What was second was that, place? Was that already? Metroid Dread? <laughs> yeah, Metroid Dread depends on who plays it. I mean, how long was longest, that? <laughs> the longest game on this list was seven hours. And I think, what do they say? Eight to nine for Dread is like the average average time. It's like eight and a half. If I can spell Dread, I'll let you know. Yes. <laughs> when Alex said is correct. Also, that's also games that were too short for $60. Was it too short? I don't know. That game felt fine. Maybe for it was $60. It's kind of expensive, but it's Nintendo. So it's like it to be expected. Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. That game bad. is pretty expensive for what it is compared to Hollow Knight. Wait, wait, wait. Hollow Knight, if Hollow Knight's okay, yeah, not see, even fair, dude. Yeah, but now you're yeah. just comparing. Now you're just comparing sixty dollars to length of game. Remember, this is the quality. No, I'm saying like for the cost. Good Metroidvania versus good Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, specifically honestly, comparing Metroidvanias. All right. If we're talking Metroidvanias, nothing's going to beat Hollow Knight. Yeah, that's yeah, like I don't a know, freaking I don't know like twenty-hour game that's gorgeous, tip to tail, and it's like 20. twenty bucks. More than twenty. I have Crazy. so many hours in that game at this point. It's like 100 percent. is a lot more, right? It's probably well, 100 percent is not even the end. You gotta get to 110 percent. 110? It's a long game. Uh let's move on to what have you been playing lately? And uh Jake, we're gonna start with you this week. We're gonna start with me. We never we're gonna start, start with, with Oh, I'm at the top. You want, I should have known. The no, that's fine. It's fine. I should look. I was just looking at how long Hollow Knight was. Oh, that's um, fine. So these are all games I've actually I played a while ago. This is kind of like a weird spread of games I played open quotes recently. Uh, so a while ago, I played Turnip Boy Commit Tax Evasion. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this game on cast. I know Caleb's played it before. We you did. Not. You brought it up a couple weeks it. ago. Oh, God. It, uh, this game is great. It's really short. Speaking of games that are maybe too <laughs> short for their price, uh, I probably wouldn't pay more than $10 for it. I think I got it in a humble bundle. I think it took me yeah. to finish it. It took me one and a half hours, uh, and then oh, it took me another cool. one and a half to one hundred percent it. But it is charming. It is fun. It is funny. It's like a little Zelda um up. It's got really fun bosses. The story is actually pretty interesting, even though obviously it's incredibly short. Uh, and it's just it's just about your little turnip boy, and you get a notice from the mayor that's like, hey, you got to pay taxes on your house, and you just rip that notice in half. <laughs> It's great, and so you just go around. And anytime you find a piece, like a document that says the word taxes, you just rip it in half, and that's it. That's the whole game. It's very fun. I, I think yeah. it's a good strategy for life in general. No, nah, dude, it's <laughs> what is the worst that could happen. <laughs> also, good news, it's nine bucks. Yeah, Perfect. Cheap. Oh, right under what I said. Yeah, that's how we do <laughs> so, it. No, I actually, it, I, would, I would recommend that game. It's yeah, um, it's, it's really fun. fun. Maybe wait for it to go on sale. It might be on sale this, right now. I don't know. That's, that's why it's surprisingly it's on sale for that game. Yeah, mm. no, and it's it's genuinely funny. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. It I is. feel like a game like that, like, I kind of expect it to be like, oh, look, he's a turnip and he didn't pay taxes. That's the joke. But it's it's actually, like, funny throughout. So, yeah, it's got really you know. fun characters. Yeah. So, I was I was incorrect. I did say I thought you had talked about it, Jake, but Caleb, you were right. You were the one who last talked about it. That was in uh, November, November 18th on our podcast. Dang. 18th? <laughs> oh, How did my you God, go through the podcast fast party. enough to find that? Uh, because you can just click next on the bottom of our page. Mm. Is this like a self promo? You just like said something. It's like a, it's like a native advertisement. That's so convenient. (laughs) (laughs) You can also like Google search the site. You can do that too. That's how I found Caleb's discussions about unsighted the other day. Mm. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm. Uh, I did. Oh my gosh. Nice. Oh my gosh. Incredible. (laughs) Uh, another thing I played, so I got a I got an Oculus Quest 2 a while back, 
So I've been playing a few different uh, VR games, but the only one I've played enough to really talk about is I Expect You to Die. Uh, uh, I don't know if great. any of you guys have played it. Yeah, that game's awesome. It's just like a bunch of escape rooms that you can sit down to play so it doesn't make me vomit quite so fast. <laughs> really great, really fun. With like uh, a cool style set in a cool place with a cool story behind it. Yeah, no, it's just, it's very, it's very clever. It's very fun. I felt like the solutions were, I'd say across the board, like, not like obnoxious. It's not like one of those ones where it's like moon logic where you kind of have no idea what you're supposed to do. It's usually like, oh, I get it. If I do this, then this, then this. There are a few kind of like forced resets where like something happens and it's just like, oh, I don't know what to do and I have five seconds to figure it out. So you kind of got to die and restart the level. But it's not too bad. None of the levels, I think, take more than five minutes to complete once you know the solution. So getting back to where you were isn't like arduous. But yeah. Nice. It's another, a second another game, I think. There is. It just came out. I don't have it yet because I wanted to play the first one first, but I will get it. Actually, maybe now if it's on sale. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Convenient timing. Uh, another game, and this one I actually did beat recently. This was like maybe last weekend or something. I beat uh, a Hat in Times DLC, Nyakuza Metro. Uh, technically, there's another DLC, Nyakuza. <laughs> yes, Nyakuza. Uh, as you might Which... imagine, it is about a mafia staffed entirely by cats mm-hmm. Excellent. in a metro. Oh, <laughs> it's just great. It is so charming. Uh... It's so fun. The metro cars are pulled by giant cats. There's a mafia boss cat who like has you going out and like collecting all the stuff for. Her. Uh it's every, just it's just great. Every time you describe like a game that no one in this group has played, I it reminds me of this friend I had at, at work and he played everything you've played. He played Panzer Matles, he played whatever that game uh, is where you're a pigeon or you're dating a pigeon. Hotful boyfriend. Hotful boyfriend. <laughs> uh yeah, everyone he I'm sure he's played this. I bet if I asked him he'd be like, mm. I freaking love that game. Hey, that DLC. A Hat in Time is not a visual novel. It is a platformer. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter. As long as it's got some weird, like, these two things don't fit together, and all of a sudden <laughs> we're playing a game with cats pulling things. No, yeah, uh. he's he's played it. Guaranteed. But No, it's, it is so good. If you've played the base game and you liked it at all, you should really consider picking up Nyaksa Metro. There's another one called something about a boat. Some boat one. It's okay. The boat one's fine. It's got these cute little seals, so that's, like, fun. But Yakuza Metro is, like, awesome. It's so good. Uh, And then the last game that I've played that I forgot to put on my list. Shame. Forgot to put on my list. I'm putting it now. now. Uh, It is Unearth You, which is funny that Jacob Geller got shouted out because that's where I found this game. Uh, It's, like, a little, little mobile game. But what's really... It's got, like, a really interesting story. You're kind of just interacting with, at first, what seems like a... It's just like a health app, kind of like a meditation app, but it's like, oh, it's like an AI and she's going to like help you meditate and stuff. But as you get further in the game, she kind of like becomes self-aware and starts recovering all these memories. And it, it gets like really interesting. Um, hey, Jake. What's up? It seems, what is it with you and finding games about self-aware software? Because uh, yeah, I would cool. like to not have that ever. <laughs> Skynet's going to happen, man. Yeah, no, but it's buckle inevitable. up, dude. Just get ready for it. That's what it is. You gotta prep. Oh, that's it. You're you're prepping. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, but this one, uh, it, it's probably it may I don't know if it's it was worth the money. Uh, but it's it's a really interesting experience. If you're into more like narrative type experiences, I think this is a really cool one to check out. Cool. Uh Fortnite Wristbreaker, on to you. <laughs> 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 
I had a a tickle in my throat, you know, down Uh some Chipotle Mm -hmm. while I'm on stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. So, randomly, I uh, was on Steam and I I looked up Ghost Runner, I guess, probably because I saw that there was DLC coming out. Um, and so I launched into it to see what updates they've done. There's actually a uh, a wave-based mode to where you don't have to go through any of the campaign. You could just play in a, a little room, uh, progressively getting harder um, waves, and uh, you get upgrades every time you finish a wave. So you start off with like bare bones, like nothingness. You're just running on walls and knifing people. Then you have the you can stop time when you hold your dash uh, while in the air. Um, you can blade from farther away. Uh, you can um, mind control people. Uh, all that stuff. You just you, you get to choose one of three. It's like a card builder. Um, you get to choose one of three that pop up randomly uh, out of the upgrades every single time you finish a wave. So that's pretty cool. And the thing is, it's not like a wave based where you have to survive. Uh, you can retry each wave multiple times, which I thought was mm-hmm. actually kind of fantastic because once it starts getting harder and harder and harder, and you start losing, it'd be really frustrating to have to start back at one, get to wave 11, die, and then repeat. Um, and it, it allows you to kind of master each level. And, and then once you get it down, it just feels really, really clean and nice. Ghost Runner always just feels really clean and nice when you master uh, the flow of it. Um, this should not be in my list right now. So I'm going to go on a Fortnite. Fortnite, I started playing <laughs> a little bit more recently. Chapter three came out, uh, which they went from chapter one, seasons one through 10 to chapter two, seasons one through eight. And now we're on chapter 10, season one. Um, and it interested me because, you know, I started playing a little bit towards the end of chapter two, season eight. And then, uh, they did this whole like, Servers were down for an entire twelve hours to for them to reset the stuff. Um, the cinematics were really cool in the event and stuff like that. I think we talked about this where I said like mm-hmm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not like now in the game and yeah. um, stuff like that. Uh, Is this the so, whole thing with the island flipping? Yes, the island, the island flipping, and like yeah, it's it's semi like chapter one map is back in the game. Um, Tilted Towers, which is one of the OG. Uh, POIs is back in the game now. It was actually like hinted out that it was underneath the snow, and the snow actually melted throughout this season um, after Christmas was over, and uh, it revealed that Tilted Towers is there, and so now literally the entire lobby lands there, and uh, you get down to like 20 people within like the first circle touching. <laughs> first circle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Um, but I actually have been really mastering the mechanics uh, really well lately. Um, there's a lot of like different edits or like builds that I wasn't able to do last time. So I was playing, but because of this meta with like the ridiculous spraying, uh, like red dot MK that has no bloom, which is actually kind of wild in Fortnite because you know, you could just get lasered from across the map now. Um, when before, like you would always have bloom on all your weapons. And so the, the meta was get close shotgun and SMG. Now it's, you get lasers from across the map, your health go from 200 down to 10 without you even being able to react. Uh, so being defensive and, and using the builds um, is really important right now. And uh, I've been hitting some clips, been having some good times. Spider-Mans are annoying, but they're actually super fun and casuals. Um, they're, they're actually like one of the best Spider-Man swinging I've ever experienced in a, in a video game. It really makes you feel like, like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> we did them. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Every episode has to happen gotta do it yeah cool that's that's about it for me right now cool 
Uh, I'll go next. Um, I recently wrapped up on uh, Sunday It Takes Two, which I really wish I would have finished that game prior to our Game of the Year edition podcast because, man, what a freaking good game. <laughs> so many good things to say about it and basically nothing bad to say at all. I It's so polished. It's so fun. Each area is so different. Uh, the mechanics are unique. It's just a fun action-adventure platformer. I don't know. I had a blast playing it. And the story is like actually really engaging. And at times, like, it's like, uh, it's just, it hits right there, right in the spot. You're like, oh, I got a little tear, <laughs> tearing up a little bit. Anyway, love that game. Uh, big fan. If you haven't played It Takes Two yet, go play it. Find somebody to play it with, someone that you like. Because the one thing, uh, if you play that game with somebody you don't like and they, they screw up, you're going to get really angry at them. <laughs> I usually uh, tend to avoid playing with people I don't like. I'm just, that's yeah. me. I, yeah, so yeah. Why would you play a game with someone you don't like? Uh, you know, may, trying to develop a friendship. Maybe it's like, mm. maybe it's you, not that you don't like them. Maybe it's that you're trying to like take that next step with your friend. You're like, all right, let's mm. just, let's play a co-op game together. This, this is a like, good game. We should check out Dota. You should play Lich. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> that's what we call a callback <laughs> in our friendship to like 12 years ago or something. <laughs> Uh, up next, uh, we've been playing some Dying Light because we have been wanting to play through um, this to get to Dying Light 2, which is going to be released in February. Uh, Dying Light, uh, survival horror game, Chad's absolute favorite. Uh, this <laughs> game is really fun on easy and really melee spongy on hard, uh, but the story is fun. Honestly, running across rooftops and scaling things like a madman, it's great. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, the game's so, cool. Weapon I don't know cool. if I just change. Like I, I don't, I don't know how much I complained about it last time. I may have mentioned it once or twice about <laughs> the melee and the spongy per like. But what? What's towards, the rate per ten minutes? Oh per... my gosh! <laughs> towards towards the end of our playing, I kind of shifted my mentality from "let me kill zombies" to "this is a free running game," and like, oh, yeah. let me avoid the zombies, not even try to kill anything. And see how my like I feel about the hard difficulty when I'm when I never try to swing a weapon, and I'm like, you know what, not that bad. Yeah, it's wow. it's interesting because it's very on on hard. It's very deadly during the day. Even you don't even, like you don't yeah. even have to go to nighttime, which you just get one hit by whatever those big zombies are called. Uh, but it, I I agree. I think it's it's less about on, on that difficulty. I think it's less about. Killing zombies and more about free running. More about just maneuvering across the map as fast as you can without getting stuck, dragged down by zombies. I mean, the parkouring itself feels way better than the combat anyway. Yeah. Which, I mean, it does get rid of those challenges currently at our level uh, where you, like, kill as many zombies as you can, like, like can between the four of you. I yeah. see us doing those challenges more once we level up a little bit and, like, we can actually, like, maybe three hit a zombie? Four, five? <laughs> Six. Where I just get a rocket launcher <laughs> and I run around in circles like in, you know zombies until I get them rounded up and then I kill them all at once. I'd rather not spend ten minutes kicking a zombie in the face for it to still stand back up. I, that's just me when it comes to combat. I'm just I, I don't know. I w I picked up the power attack last time I played and it was taking three power attacks to kill a zombie. Hey, you a must be clean zombie. hitting that. You must be because I power attack and I, I'm just sitting there power attack, power attack, power. Attack. This is the rest of the podcast, by the way. Howard. <laughs> uh, I am interested to see. I I think none of us have played past about like 15, 20% in this game. So, yeah. Great. 
I'm interested to see the rest of the story. I'm excited about the second one because they've been talking it up big time. Very excited. Uh, last but not least, I played Unsighted in all caps. Make sure you know that this game is in all capitals. It is There's no lowercase letters. It is Unsighted, outside of the game and inside of the game, all capitals all the time. Period. Does it mean you need to yell it? Yes. Yeah, I played Unsighted. There they also okay. gotcha. they use the word all the time in dialogue, and it's always all caps. All the time. It's very uh, funny. Unsighted is a <laughs> top-down action-adventure game. Uh, it's, it's pixel art. Uh, the, there's a bunch of good things about this game. Maybe a couple of weird things about this game. Um, the story's pretty cool. Uh, you're basically in a world where automatons have gained sentience because a giant crystal flew down from space or maybe they dug it up. I don't remember exactly Standard. how they found it. Landed. Yeah. yeah, you know. It, okay, it landed. The meteor uh, so, hit the earth and gave sentience to all the robots somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Through anima. Uh, yeah. Just like they gained sentience. But then another thing came from space that like closed up the yeah, actual it crystal. On top of the meteor. It's smaller, it. it's smaller than the crystal, but somehow it encompassed the crystal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so as a result, the crystal doesn't leak anima anymore, which means all the automatons are on like a, a timer. And at some point they they will just no longer have anima to be able to be sentient. They will lose their sentience and they will become what is known as unsighted. Unsighted. Oh, sorry. Unsighted. They will become what is known as unsighted. Thank you. <laughs> Got you. Uh, so that's who you're basically fighting is all these auto- automatons who have sort of lost their sentience over time. And every character you interact with has a timer. You have a timer. You have an ability to extend it. You have an ability to extend other people's timers. But if you go on quest for somebody and you come back too late, they're just no longer there. So the game is really set up to make you move rapidly through things and not spend a lot of time trying to engage in one maybe small side quest or something. Um, It also has the biggest shuriken I've ever seen in my life compared to like (laughs) the size of a character. You put it on your back, and it's like from the top of your head to like the back of your knees. It's huge. And you can aim it and drive it. The weird thing I think about this game is um, the the visuals for the game are kind of weird, and at times I don't know what level, what elevation I'm on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the map... Caleb talked about it a little bit when he talked about this game. Of course. It it has platforming, but it's like pixel art, isometric view, so it's kind of hard to see where things are sometimes. Mm-hmm. I could see that. It's hard to know if you're on the same level as something you're trying to get to. Right. So you throw the shuriken to try and hit one of the orbs to activate <laughs> yeah. something, and you're like, wait, I can clearly tell that we're on the same level here. I don't understand why I can't hit this thing. Yeah. But are, other than that, are I the think timers that's only... like the classic hit by Justin Timberlake in time? Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Basically. This yeah. game's basically in time the game. Oh my god. You think that was the original working title and they just didn't get the rights? <laughs> Maybe, because there is an animation in game where you just both grab arms and then one of you like rotates your arm like 90 degrees, 45 Maybe degrees. Maybe is that why it's unsighted? They just did a control left, find replace. Oh, <laughs> totally. Time, unsighted and they typed it in all caps and they just didn't even fix it. Yeah, that's totally Probably. what it is. Yeah. So that makes sense. The biggest issue that Caleb had with this game when he first talked about it is that a lot of the weapons that you get are used to solve puzzles and you have to go oh. into the menu to equip them and that takes up a lot of time but they've totally fixed that because they added uh, weapon loadouts uh, that you can just switch to on the d-pad that well, they kind of, sounds they, pretty nice they kind I might of fixed go back it. and play more of it then 
But uh, the other thing is, though, if you happen to be in Alex and I's game and just happen to buy a flame sword very early on, then the first place you go to, you can just solve the entire puzzle without yeah. actually doing anything because you have a flame uh, sword. Uh, so there's like a bunch of puzzles in the first dungeon that are intended to like you have to throw the shuriken through these like pylons of flame and then hit like different plants and stuff like that to melt them away. But if you explore the the beginning area too much and get a bunch of money and then buy a flame sword before you go to the dungeon, you just walk up and hit it. Yep. And that's it. That's the puzzle. Are you also telling me this game's co-op? Yeah. It is co-op. Oh, oh. I don't think I realized that. And yeah. just two player? Uh, two player co-op. It's oh, yeah. a local co-op only, so we've been playing on Parsec. And yeah. importantly, I will say, Alex, there is a mod that Alex uses to zoom out the screen because the way the game's developed, if you walk off the screen as the second player, you just get teleported back to the first player. Mm. Wait, which is on. awful. Some hold dude on. made a mod that will like stretch the screen out if the players get too far away. And it's very nice. Right. Yeah. Did I did I just hear this correctly? You guys are in the same house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet you're playing this on Parsec? Yep. Well, I probably wouldn't have played on Parsec, but I have COVID right now because I went to Florida and that was a mistake. Okay, this this makes more sense. This is recent. Everybody in the house is in lockdown mode right now. Horizon House is locked down. This is the most I've seen Alex's face in the past like three days. Aww. Aaron Aaron finally tested positive. So now Janae and Aaron for sure have COVID. Oh, so excited. I love my job. It's great. Is it like on site? Alex, do you see a timer above your head? Check it out. Uh, you're gonna stress oh, it out. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, I like this game. The other thing that I'll mention, one last note on it. Um, in terms of like progression, it's weird because Alex early on realized that there was a parry mechanic <laughs> that they just don't teach you until later. I huh? guess no, they mm-hmm. teach it. It's in the intro. I played literally like the tutorial part, and they never really mentioned it. I do not remember them you saying to, that at uh, all. You know what it is? You have to read. there's a part in like a flashback like way later where it talks about like the parry yeah i don't remember them ever saying anything maybe it definitely tells you about it's after we get the first crystal is is you get the flashback about parrying like the Mm -hmm. first time she teaches you how to do it the only reason i think that i thought that was the case is because we face like one of the first main not not main bosses but one of the first mini bosses and literally never did anything because we just perfect parried over and over and over and crit it to death mm. without ever getting hit. It was incredible. Also, so. I started a second save file because I wanted to mess with color palettes. That's another part of the mod that you can like recolor your character. And I didn't want to affect our timer in our game. So I just started a second save file. And if you just walk to the elevator in the beginning and put in the code because you know it, it just lets you go. And then at that point, you don't have a sword yet. So then after that, they just like give you a big axe. Nice. What? Nice. Yo, that game's gonna be so fun to speedrun. I want to watch a freaking speedrun of that. That's gonna be awesome. It's so uh, cool. That's good. That's good. Uh that is it for me, Alex. How about for you? What have you been playing lately? Sure. Um, a lot of what I've been playing lately is Vampire Survivors, which seems to have become fairly popular recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely heard of it. So that goes yeah. well. That sounds about right. <laughs> it's, Vampire what? Vampire Survivors. Three dollars on Steam. Bad title. Three bucks on Steam. Tons of fun. Um, okay. It's basically a reverse bullet hell game where you are you only are moving. Hell? You're only moving and dodging stuff like a bullet hell game. But like all the bullets are you are you. And there's just like 
hundreds of monsters that are getting mowed down by all the bullets that are coming out of your body. It and it's kind a, of feels like an auto battler, but you control movement so you can dodge stuff. Sure, a little bit. Like all your attacks are automatic, and you can like influence them a little bit with positioning to to some degree. Like certain types of weapons will fire out of the front of you all the time, so you can like point yourself. Um, or like certain things will always hit the closest enemy, so you can like position to try to hit certain enemies. Uh, but it's really cool. Like it's a roguelike, so you just do runs and try to upgrade your weapons as much as possible. And then they've got like things called evolutions where if you get like this certain weapon up to level eight, and then also you have this certain passive, then they'll like combine and make like a super powerful version of that weapon. Oh. Um, and it's got like good chests, like good, like a uh, random item chests that have good music and feel nice. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It activates the serotonin. Really specific. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun and it's, it's not too difficult. Like the, right now it's an early access, so it only goes to 30 minutes for a run. Uh, and then death comes out and murders you automatically, Mm -hmm. but there are just like hordes of dudes and you just like way, like way less, like you, you scale like exponentially essentially. So it's like really like power fantasy type stuff. This gives me, I made a game with zombies in it vibes. Oh yeah. I can see that. Oh, I like a made a game with zombies in it. It's a good game. <laughs> this Taking game is three dollars. This is this is a this is a steal. It's a really good purchase for three bucks. Really good. Yeah, there's something about the the gameplay loop that keeps you going back, and also like trying to get all the achievements is pretty fun because they're not that yeah. difficult. They're not like outlandish achievements that yeah are not achievable. They're not insane. I do like I... my achievements achievable. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got them all, and Alex was talking about these evolutions for weapons that I'd not heard of. And I went back and looked at the game, and they had added achievements since yeah. I had beaten them all. And I was like, no. <laughs> I reinstalled the game to get more achievements. Direct right. sucker. It's got some passive upgrades you, you can do outside of runs, too. So it's got that element. Mm-hmm. You collect gold during the run, and then the gold's used to buy permanent mm-hmm. things. And you can like refund the gold at any time and rearrange how you set that up, which is very nice try out different things. There's a bunch of uh, characters that you can play as that all start with different weapons and they have different passive abilities. It's a steal for three bucks. Cool. Uh, also have been playing Nobody Saves the World with Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like an easy game, right? You just sit. Yeah. Yeah. Just chill. Nobody yeah. saves the world. And nobody just... saves the world. You play as up. nobody. You start Ew. as nobody. I hate this game. Alright. <laughs> this is the Which Guacamelee it, developers, right? Yeah. Is it really? Nobody is like a a husk of a person that doesn't really have any abilities. He can slap uh, and it does very Sam. little damage. Yeah. Slap <laughs> one ability. And then like as you level up that so like each thing you can be is a like a class essentially. So like nobody's a class, and as you level him up, he'll unlock other classes that you can transform into. So like you can become a ranger or a guard and they'll have like a bow or a sword yeah and then it gets really weird you can become like a rat or a turtle or a ghost but does the name of the game change when you become one of those no because if you are you're still in the menu it's like it's like turtle saves the world you're like oh cool (laughs) you're still nobody you can just transform into all these different forms into somebody Mm -hmm. wait i thought i thought nobody was a class though 
He is the starting uh, class. There's like a tree of classes in the upgrade menu, and it starts at the bottom where you're nobody. And then it like breaks out (laughs) from there, and you have to level up each class class. to like unlock other classes. It's the be a mermaid. It's you, the base class. You can be a slug. Okay, so nobody let me get this right. Nobody is both a person and a class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, there we go. Got it. And so there's that. There's that. How you level them up is pretty cool because it's like kind of grindy, but like in a fun way because mm-hmm. it gives you a bunch of unique quests for each class to complete. And all the quests are like really simple, like you have to do this much damage with this ability or like you have to hit these people with a certain type of damage type or achieve, you know, extending the length of this ability this long to unlock the class. And then it gives you a bunch of experience for that little quest and then it unlocks more of those as you progress through the game. And so you're constantly, as you're playing, it's just on a hotkey. You can like slide out the quest menu from the side of the screen so you can see what you're trying to do as you play regular stuff in the game. And like the game itself is set up kind of like Zelda. There's like a bunch of dungeons around the map that you have to go complete uh, and uh, obtain like the piece of this gem or whatever, which is going to be like the ultimate thing that solves the issue in the kingdom. And then later on top of that, they have like kind of like Full Metal Furies where they have the specific characters have to hit the enemies before they can take damage. It's like that, except for damage types. So you have mm-hmm. to like swap between your different classes to make sure you're using blunt damage to hit this enemy before they'll take damage or like only, swap to sharp damage. There's only four damage types, so it's not like crazy complicated. And then at some point you unlock the ability to take a secondary abilities from other classes and slot them on different classes. And at that point, it just starts getting crazy where you're making like weird builds where you're like a slug that can like instantaneously poison people because you've got multiple poison passives from different classes and like an ability that like just spams your poison across everybody or like, you know, you're a horse that when you press the B button, you suddenly take out a bow and arrow and shoot it rapidly at people. <laughs> it's it's wild and a lot of fun. Yeah, I almost got immediately overwhelmed when it mentioned that we could start trading passives and abilities around between the classes. Yeah, well, I mean, if the tree lot. is if the tree is as big as you say it is, that could be a lot of combinations of stuff. There's a lot of classes and it gives you like a quick change wheel. Yeah, you can swap between like eight different classes. There's more than that, so it it gets very complicated when you got to try to get somebody new. You got to go to the menu and mess around and stuff. Ah, uh, it also has one thing that kind of annoys me is you have to go into the menu to uh, turn in all of your completed quests. Yeah, which mm-hmm. slows the pace down. I get why they did it because they want to like show you when you unlock a new character or new abilities, especially for co-op because when you do that, it pauses for both players. Right. Mm. So, but hmm. the game is a blast. And also, is it, um, what's up? I was just gonna ask: Is it like Full Metal Furies, where it's kind of like isometric, actiony kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's got action that. RPG, or beat 'em up maybe almost, but with ranged okay. attacks also and abilities also. Sure. Okay. Cool. Action RPG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the main four dungeons, I think there's four that are main dungeons, maybe five. They turn off the quest progression like class press quest progression and like force you to actually try to beat the dungeon using like your favorite classes and the yeah. abilities to get past challenges and stuff 
So you're not just it's playing kind of, actually, the ghost to level the character. You're actually using like your good stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's like more challenging content in there because of that. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sick. It's it's on Game Pass. So yeah, yeah. Check it out if you have Game Pass. Uh, and then the last thing I played is I just realized that they put out a Celeste Classic 2 like sometime last year for the third anniversary of Celeste. Um, it's pretty sick. You don't play as as Mad- Madeline. You play as um, Lanny, I think the name of the character is. But they have a grappling hook instead of a dash. And the grappling hook shoots directly out in front of you and attaches to most walls. There, there are walls that it can't attach to. And then like pulls you towards it. And it sounds very simple, but you start doing like crazy like grapple dashes and stuff as you get through that game where you're like pulling a little bit and then like jumping out of the grapple pole and then like re-grappling something else in a different direction. Um, it's very fun. It took me like an hour to get through the first time I did it when I was trying to get all the strawberries I saw. And then I went back and played it again, knowing how all the movement worked and being better after completing the challenges towards the end. And it took me 13 minutes. So dang. Wait, so you're telling me that you actually got good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. It, feel, rare, it feels rare for Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Ouch. much like Celeste in that, in that way, because you get real good at Celeste by the end of Celeste. And then you go back to the beginning of Celeste. And you're like, how did I even struggle with this part before? Like this is yeah. a cakewalk. Yep. It's the same the same thing in this game. It's it's very cool. It's worth checking out. It's free on um, some itch.io site. We're going to put a link. Can you <laughs> play it with controller? Because I was playing yes. with keyboard and it feels not great. You can play it with a controller. controller. Okay. Hmm. I'll try it's, that. Uh, it's like AX and the thumbstick. No, okay. no D-pad controls. Which cool. I was kind of sad about, but whatever. Mm, sure, yeah. Um, let's move on to Owen. Hey, Owen, what photography based games have you been playing lately? Oh man. So I found this photography based game <laughs> called paparazzi. Uh-huh. Uh, and what you do is you take pictures of puppies and that's it. And let me guess game of the year. I mean, honestly, so far, it's the only game that I've played this year, but it is also (laughs) my game of the year. Uh, It is absolutely fantastic because it delivers on the one thing that you want to do, which is take pictures of cute dogs. And you can dress up the cute dogs. You can, like, pet the cute dogs, which is very important. Got You can pet the dogs. You can play fetch with them. You can, like, throw them a little tennis ball or frisbee. Wait, let me let me pause you for one second. Let me just jump back because we didn't mention this, but for some reason they built in the mechanic that you can pet dogs in Unsighted. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why that's in the game. It's be- there's a Twitter oh, account called Can You Pet the Dog? And it just tweets mm-hmm. about games where you can pet the dog. Okay. A lot of All games right. have had to go back and let you pet the dog. I completely oh, yeah. forgot about that, but the dog stuff in Unsighted is surprisingly fleshed out to the point that I'm like, why did they do this? What does that mean? <laughs> is this like, like the good? dog? It follows you, it attacks enemies, and it's really strong. You can wow. feed you have, it. You have to feed it. it. You have to it, play with it. Yeah. You pet it, and then you let it sleep so that it can regain its abilities to attack other. And when you make it sleep, you literally lose three hours on your timer. Oh my what? god! Yeah. Three hours. Wow. Three also, hours. The first dog you find is like a Shiba Inu, and we named it Sven, and it's very cute. Aww. It's very vicious. Also, it jumps over freaking walls and decimates enemies. So <laughs> what happens when it dies? Well, it doesn't. It will, you t- it will you not take it to the. Yeah, it's it's a real oh, dog. Okay. It's not like I did an read automaton. that if you don't oh. do what it wants, like feed it and let it sleep and stuff like that, the, it'll stop liking you and it'll go back to the pet shop. 
I believe you. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Owen. I didn't mean to distract from hey, no, it's okay. paparazzi. Uh, yeah. So, and also in uh, paparazzi, you have different lenses for your camera. A, oh, I should I should state you are a camera. Like your body mm-hmm. is camera. You are a camera oh. with limbs. Oh, that's so terrifying. you can just you. I guess you just like take out your eye and put in a new eye when you switch lenses. I don't know how that works. And uh, the dogs are okay with a walking camera petting them. Yeah, it's just they fine. love it. No. Yeah. When, you, when you swap <laughs> lenses, you go blind temporarily. No, it just instantaneously happens. And then there's also uh, different, as they call it, different films. It's basically just different filters on top of it, so you can have you know like black and white artsy photos or you know uh, sepia tone or, or you know whatever that you're trying to go for. I quite lo- uh, loved taking pictures of the dogs that were on sailboats in black and white, and I was talking about how there was a, like an entire murder mystery happening. Um, between these dogs and they like killed their husband and threw them off the sailboat it was a good time 10 out of 10 uh i really love what this uh just it was just a good time <laughs> what <laughs> you know sometimes you gotta you know like uh have like an affair with the shiba inu on the other sailboat and like kill your husband and throw him off the boat like it happens uh, this already sounds better than pokemon snap yeah <laughs> well <Gosh. so> <laughs> if you think pokemon Gosh. snap but you can actually walk around rather than be on rails. Uh, you're not far off of what this game is. Wait, uh, is Pokemon Snap an on rail shooter because you're taking photos? Basically, yep. yeah, yes. yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. on rail um, shoot shooter. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciated yep. the fact of that there is also platforming bits because you would platform around the map to get these golden bones, and then you would use said golden bones to unlock hey. uh, new film and new. Um, uh, lenses and stuff like that and then you would use those to do the challenges because every map had a bunch of challenges of like take a picture of this and take a picture of that and like take a picture of a dog doing a backflip so then you'd have to like get a dog to do a backflip and then take a picture of it um, so that was like you know there were some fun challenges there and it mm. was a good time and I really appreciated it and it was very cheap I suggest everybody go find it on Steam sale and play it because it's good the lamp post are dogs which i thought was very clever like everything (laughs) is dog it's just good it it knew what it wanted to do and it did it well um so i played that um been playing a little bit of witcher 3 finally beat like the main game and i'm now on the first dlc the heart of stone heart of stone yeah how many how many dlcs are there wait do you say how many dlcs or how many dlc how many dls c Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, how many DLC? <laughs> yeah, there are two. No. There, it wasn't that funny, Alex. <laughs> He's losing it. Uh, there's Heart of Stone and oh, there was so um, uh, Blood and, Blood and Wine. Wine. Yeah, Blood and Wine. Okay. All right. well, I'm currently on Heart of Stone, so I'm going to finish that up. But so far, uh, base game, I would say uh, pretty solid. I liked it. It was. I played a lot of it, and so definitely not on Aaron's list of short games not worth sixty dollars. Uh, That's for sure. That game is super short. Yeah. I mean, I spent how many hours currently in this game, and I bought it for five dollars. That's on the uh, how in the world is this only worth sixty dollars? Yeah. 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 Uh, I've been, I've been planning two hours. Which also finally, I just got to Novigrad and nice. met Tris. She, I think, is a lot better in the second game. I think she's a lot more interesting in the second game. She seems kind of boring in the third game. That's fair. Maybe only so far. Maybe she'll get better. Mm. 
But I mean, she's still better than Yen because she's not insane. But <laughs> there's some big Tris stuff that happens in three. So yeah, okay, yeah. we'll see. I see I what you really think. liked Tris from the show versus the game. Hmm. I thought show Tris was a lot better, but I mean, if if game Tris is your thing, I guess game Tris is your thing. <laughs> she's um, great in the second game. She's awesome. yeah. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I quite enjoyed it, and I got an ending that I, I don't know if there's multiple endings, but I, I liked it. You know, everyone everyone got to be where I wanted them to be, and um, uh, fuck uh, Porcupine Boy, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you oh, know, the, the, Thanks the, for your insight. the main evil guy from Nilfgaard. <laughs> <I> don't hurt. <laughs> oh the the evil guy from Nilfgaard, uh, Siri's dad. Fuck yeah, we heard you, porcupine guy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, That's he used name. to be a porcupine. He probably should have stayed one. I think you get a lot of pines in your pork. Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, and then I've also been playing this game called Back for Blood. Mm, never, never heard, heard of it. it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been a good time. I've been trying veteran mode. Veteran mode. Huh? Veteran. Or not veteran. I'm sorry. Uh, nightmare. Nightmare mode. Nightmare. Yeah, I've got Act One done on Nightmare. Uh, playing with nice. a bunch of randoms online, and uh, I was about to say by yourself, like you're just solo just, on this, just, just with a bunch of random people online. I just I jump into a lobby, get like a map or two done, lose, go to a different lobby that's got a different two couple maps, win there, lose elsewhere, just kind of keep doing that till eventually it all overlapped. I was doing it so that way I would have some idea of like what we would do when the four people on this podcast try Nightmare. Uh, because we tried it last weekend, and I don't think that we did great. Uh, Wait, I'm getting the sense that, awful. Uh, yeah, you guys did we awful. And awful. And you, and we, did awful. we didn't even wait, hit the wait, first wait. checkpoint. Yeah, we hit no but you, sure. you guys did awful, but you played with randoms online and made it through Act 1? I feel like yeah. you are really carrying the team, but no one else is participating when you're playing with <laughs> our group. Uh, no, I, if, there's a lot of participation happening. I think that um, the our group... There was a lot of me triggering every horde known to man. No. No. <laughs> and now I've played the maps enough that I know where all of the fucking sleepers spawn on every map. So huh. I know huh. not to walk into random huh. ass rooms. And if only you let the person who can see sleepers see through, through walls go first. <laughs> that's dumb, Kill. Why would you do that? Yeah. Yes, that's dumb. <laughs> it's just, on, it's, we've done this experiment. It's like, watch out, there's a sleeper in that room, and no one gets grabbed by a sleeper. It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else I could have done. <laughs> Are people like on voice comms in that yeah. game? With randoms? Are yeah. they not, like, super toxic all the time? I mean, some people are extremely toxic. Okay. Uh, it feels like some... in that game it'd be very very easy to, like, mess something small up, and they would just be all over you. Some, like, sure. some people are really toxic, some people are, like, really chill, and they're just like, yeah, like, and some people are just also, like, just ready to be toxic. Like, there was just oh, yeah. one person that, in the first map, he triggered two sleepers and a, um, and, uh, birds. And so when we finally managed to get to the second map, which was a struggle because this person kept triggering everything and we were like, God damn it. Um, I was just like, hey, would you let anyone else go first so you don't trigger every single sleeper in the tunnels? <laughs> and he was like, fuck you, man. I'm amazing at this game. You're shit. And I was like, okay, kid. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, Love fine. It. Like, I'm just saying, like, you're literally the one that's caused all of the problems for our team thus far. Like, 
I'm not trying to be mean about it. I was just like, can you just please let anyone else go first? Like, just please. So that way we can actually get through this. And um, yeah, I was like, all right, well, I guess some people are toxic and just ready to be toxic. And I was like, rip. Randos online. I feel like that's just what you get. Almost yeah. no matter what you play anymore. Um, that's true. But it seems like know, a game. Randos yeah, online. Say, it seems like a game. There's, there's, <laughs> I had I had one group that I really loved. I played with them for three hours. And for the three hours... Two of them were talking about Fallout. That's all they were talking about. No for wonder you it, loved them. Was it 76? Oh, no, like, I took my headphones like, Fallout off. Fallout 76 is the best no, game ever made. Because they were, were like, talking about, they were talking about Fallout 3 group. and Fallout 4 and Fallout New Vegas. And they were talking about all the mods that they did for Fallout 3. And how like this one dude, because he lives in Puerto Rico or something, couldn't mod Fallout 4 for some reason. And I was like, that seems weird, but whatever. But they just talked about <laughs> it ad nauseum. And so like... I would be sitting there with this other person, me and this other person are not communicating and we're like ready and we're just like kind of like spamming the ready button at the door because we're like, hey, we're ready to like trigger the horde or start the thing or like, you know, whatever we have to do. And these two guys were just standing there just talking about Fallout. (laughs) And I was like, can we please continue playing this game? Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to play this rather than Fallout. Mm hmm. Um, Did they end their conversation with Fallout 76 was horrible at the beginning, but now it's actually really good. No, I mentioned <laughs> Fallout 76 just to see if they would like bite. And they're like, Fallout 76 sucks because I can't mod the shit out of it. You can mod all the so good true. stuff from 76 into 4. And I was like, okay, wait, didn't you say you couldn't mod Fallout 4? And he was like, yeah, but that's only because I live in Puerto Rico, duh. And I was like... <laughs> Okay. I also, that. I'm also sure. very confused about this statement. Like, what about living in Puerto Rico prevents you from modding? I don't know. They filter, they filter the mods out of the internet on a he national modded, scale. This, this, this yeah. kid apparently okay. modded what do you, what do you shit mean out of Fallout it's like, 3. It's like China. It's like the Chinese internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How they don't let you on Facebook and stuff like that. But in Puerto like, Rico, I it's just mod that, sites. I would get that if mm-hmm. it was like Cuba, but Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. I didn't get it. And, no, and like they're, I asked, they're only I a territory. Like, they're not a state, so they don't get access to mods. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the way you're, the way you're like, you guys aren't to the level. You need to be a full fledged state, or you're not getting it. Sorry. The way you're talking about this, Alex, it sounds as if this is super like serious, and like this is this is sad. like I can't tell if you're joking or not. Is is what I'm trying to say. So like, uh, is this a joke? It is a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's otherwise I would say that I'm getting better at it. It's a good game. I'm going to have a lot of fun playing it with <laughs> these, with our group, with these people. Um, that's it, Jake, Jake yeah, is no, fucking back for blood. <laughs> uh, Jake has done so like, extensive ass research on card builds that I am impressed with. Like every time I open up Discord, there's just like another post from Jake that's just being like, okay, guys, if we get all of these cards and then some of these cards and then this card, this is going to be like the <laughs> optimum bill that you can just like one shot things. And I was like, we have yeah. that. It's Caleb. I don't already. think you understand how bad we did. Today, when... <laughs> are you min maxing <laughs> everything? Today, when I'm an algorithm got posted. To the group, in a row. I was like, I was like, okay, we're going too far. When an algorithm got posted to the group for like a damage calculation, I was like, this is too much. This See, is back for blood, guys. Was it like signals? <laughs> <laughs> it was important. It was important. Was it giving you? Was it giving you like flashbacks, Alex, to when we put together a spreadsheet for our Dota team composition based on drafts? No, that, for the other no, team? that was that was good. 
That was a good oh, that no, was no, 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 no. Yeah, that was cool and sexy. This is lame and dumb. <laughs> and and oh, I, I think to, to Jake's point is, is like, you know, he's doing everything that he can and I was doing everything that I can so that way we succeed the next time we try this. Uh, I would just say that like, when you only have one or two cards, those cards actually, I feel like, don't exactly matter yet because you don't have a deck. You don't have, like, your build. When we get to, like, later in the act, everything that Jake is doing is going to pay off and we're going to have, like, a fucking cakewalk through the <laughs> second half of the act. But I feel like we just have to, like, not let me go first for the first <laughs> part of that act. Uh, and we'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I get why you say this formula really isn't that sexy, Alex. It's, it's kind of boring, you know? It's pretty boring. Base damage times 1 plus cat A times 1 plus cat B times 1 plus cat C is greater than or it's equal to... It's got cats in it, though, so that's it a does. positive. It, it does. Jake Honestly, is on a cat thing. It looks right catastrophic. Uh, <laughs> it's a catastrophe. <sighs> yeah, okay. But this is terrible. The podcast is over now, right? All right, Caleb, let's move on. Caleb, Caleb. Oh, we're not Caleb. even to me yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... I've been playing a bunch of the games we already talked about. Witcher 3, Vampire Survivors, Nobody Saves the World. I've been playing some Surgeon Simulator 2. Picked that up with a group of four. Uh, If you don't know what Surgeon Simulator is, it is a wacky game where you murder your patient over and over, trying to perform some sort of surgery on them. You are not simulating surgery at all. You saved them, probably. Sometimes the surgery is ripping off their arm and putting on an entirely new arm. (laughs) That's what yeah, surgery is like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, a new I do think it's really funny. Real <laughs> I do think it's really funny that it's like you got to do a heart transplant. It's like okay, time to get these ribs out of here. These lungs can go. All yeah. these guts, get all that out of there. It. You rip out literally all of their internal organs, <laughs> and then you drop in the new heart, and it's like good it's job. Like, you cool. Seal them back up. That's a job well done. So how do they really do heart transplants? Is it not like that? <laughs> well, I don't know. none of us can attest to that. I don't know. Exactly. We, none of us have ever. They absolutely could do it that way. It's it says surgeon simulator, right? I assume <laughs> it's accurate. You'd think so. Like how many surgeons did they actually you know, talk to prior to yeah consult prior to making this game? <laughs> Seems like zero, but that's just a guess. Uh, well. it's, it's been pretty fun. It's wild. The The levels require you to like find what you need to replace for the person so you have to go unlock doors that are currently locked to you and figure out how to like get around them and climb through vents and stuff to get where you need to be and for some reason this hospital is like to get through this set of door you gotta put an arm in this bin yeah you have to pay me an arm to get through this door basically you're like weird. you gotta rip the guy's arm off hope he doesn't <laughs> bleed out by the time you get through the door with a new arm so that you can get to the dispenser of the hearts it's also they, got like a campaign with like a story and voice acting and like yeah there seems to be like multiple factions that are moving against each other and there's like a shadow organization it's weird <laughs> does this one have vr in it and are you playing it in vr we are not playing it in vr i don't I, know if it has vr yeah i don't know if it does or not i think certain simulator vr is its own thing uh, i think okay. so yeah steam page does not say vr support but it is co-op unlike the yeah. first game yeah it's four player so you can, I mean, it sounds you can really, really get in each other's way. That seems way. very chaotic. Yes, quite. Yeah, when fair. you're like when you're like trying to slowly bones off their leg, and somebody just runs up and just rips it off and heads on. Like, <laughs> what are the controls like? Because I I kind of vaguely remember Surgeon Simulator being kind of atrocious. Yeah, it's much like the first game. You, <laughs> you have one arm that's sticking out like this, right? Yeah, and you click you click to grab, 
and then you can like right click and rotate that'll like rotate your hand around and yeah. that's pretty much it you can hold <laughs> shift to move your arm i mean what else like, does a surgeon need in oh surgery? man i didn't even know that part yeah and then down out. rotate mm. that's it yeah nothing else those are pretty much all the controls it's worth mentioning if you're easily uh motion sick it seems like this game kind of triggers that a bit yeah mm. You you bob a lot, and like your arm is never steady, so it doesn't have like a fixed, like, tracking position for you to focus on. And mm-hmm. it did end up making Sam kind of sick when we were playing it. So, nine out of ten surgeons wouldn't recommend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the other game I've been playing a bunch of is this game called Warm Snow. Is that when it you is, pee uh... in the snow? No, it's exactly what I it's asked when you told me about this game. <laughs> warm snow. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's kind of what happens when you pee in the snow. So it warms it so up. So the the story reason for it is that um it's a bunch of white lotus petals. So they're not actually snow. So they're not cold. Gotcha. But they look like snow. It's false advertising. <laughs> but it is a Chinese game that recently came out on Steam with a translation. I will say only about we'll say about two thirds of the game is translated. There's a That's lot funny. of voice lines that are not. That's and most even, though. A couple dialogue boxes that are so not. weird. Okay, so That's a it's got a strange decision to go there. Uh, but essentially, it is a very similar game to Hades. It is a action RPG roguelike, and <laughs> it is a blast. The main mechanics are hack and slashing around, and then you have a bunch of I think like seven of them swords that like hover in the air behind you. They're called flying swords, and you can shoot them into enemies. <laughs> Good name, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah. Good name, but good name. You can uh, you can shoot them into enemies like as a ranged attack, and if you get like multiple embedded in them, they'll all like bust out and do a whole bunch of damage and stuff. <laughs> it's these swords <laughs> that fly. They're called flying swords. Mm, good, right? Good. <laughs> also, when you start the round, you pick a, an archetype, basically that can completely change the way the flying swords work or the way your melee works. And it adds a lot to replayability. Can you get the swords legs and then they're walking swords? (laughs) I haven't found any walking swords. Propellers and they're swimming swords. (laughs) But there's one where it turns the sword into a giant laser. And one where it turns it into a machine gun. Exactly. (laughs) Pretty good. Wild. But game is a blast, despite its lack of translation in some areas. Uh, Who needs story? You just need gameplay (laughs) mechanics. That's it. If you like Hades at all, you should definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Maybe once they translate all of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's I mean, it's got most of the bits, but there's definitely some story I'm missing. There's never any like anything that stops you from understanding how to progress or how to upgrade something, right? It's not there is there is one thing. Oh, yeah. Just go wait, man. It's really simple. It's an it's an upgrade you can get. That way, when you um, when you recycle an item you don't want to pick up, normally it gives you randomly either extra health or extra damage. And there's an upgrade where you can choose, and the dialogue box is all in Chinese. So you don't know what you're picking until you've figured out which word means health and which one means damage. That's bad. But that's really it. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> that's only an upgrade way up in the tree, in the roguelite tree. Um. Let's talk about a few things in Games World because we haven't been doing that already. But uh, we all played, or like multiples of us played a few games here that we should probably at least just mention, uh, if not go into depth on. Um, right Ready the for top, this section? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm buckled. Ready or not, uh, 
It's killing your arm. Ready or not? Ready or not? Right. Chad, ready or not? <laughs> yeah, so Ready or Not is a SWAT style um, shooter. It's very, very realistic. Well, nah, I mean, <laughs> it's very, it's, very it's not realistic. Arma. It's, it's Mil Simi, and uh, you're a team of five SWAT members going in to save hostages, take down perps, basically arrest literally everybody in the area um, and like report, it, report it back. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> very accurate. <laughs> The the reason I hesitated once I said it's it's very uh, realistic is because there's one time in particular that I really just like vividly remember where Aaron and I both were about to throw a stun into a room, and this dude like bunny hops around the corner and one taps three people in a row and just like yeah. we're all just on the ground dead now. Yeah. So, uh, well, that was kind of our fault because I wasn't communicating well enough. You opened the door like a tiny amount. And there was no way that stun grenade was going through. And I was like, more, I need more, I need more, I need more. And you're like, what do you mean you see more? Okay, throw the grenade. <laughs> I'm like, no, I need more. And then it, it went off and it was bad. It was just. yeah. So it, you had to take the stuff slow. So if you have a Call of Duty mentality or like a Titanfall mentality while you go into this, you're probably going to die. Mm -hmm. uh, you're so you you got to like use the little camera thing to throw it under the door and look in and see what's going on. And then you got to like pretty much do countdowns to opening doors and stuff like that to make sure that people have like their stuns thrown and we're just, you know, shooting the guy on the other side um, with stuns, of course, because we don't want to kill the, the people. I think what we were trying to do was more of a passive approach rather than um, just well, killing like, everybody. The game penalizes you for using lethal force when you're not, right. when it's not called for. Mm -hmm. So. You're trying to arrest people without murdering them. Yeah. But also Unlike they can the real police. They can like pull weapons on you so fast. It's ridiculous. The the AI is like crazy. So like you just have to get lucky and be like, hey, don't don't pull a weapon on me. You better get on your knees, <laughs> put your hands up. Yeah. You just you just constantly mash F. Get on the ground. Like <laughs> yeah. no matter where you're at on the entire map, you start the camp, you start the map. Everybody just instantly starts yelling, get on the ground. You put your hands up. Like, no, yeah, and, then, and then Frank goes, well, everybody shut up. <laughs> yeah. Frank, hey, the Milsim player. He's like, all right, guys. So here's what we need to do. CQB. We're going to go in tactically. First guy, you're going to be double tapping the left hand shoulder. First guy is going to go down to the right. Second guy. Take stagger a down the, the hall. Stagger, stagger, stagger. I'm like, this is way too yeah. much. Frank knows actually like, like real life placement of people as they like breach and clear. A building so he's like trying to explain to us how we need to walk down hallways and stuff i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> and we're and like, we're like yeah we're going to the room so hold yeah. w key and, and taste people got it all right <laughs> w key correct that's that's the strat game's cool uh early access right now um i don't know what their plan is i'm sure it's going to be like a long development cycle yeah they'll have a campaign at some point and also i think they're doing some competitive stuff for the lack of killing people in that game, I felt like the weapons actually performed pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. It felt really good. Um, the pacing of your person when you're walking, I don't think it's too slow. There is some games where it's like you have that milsim feeling and then you're just like, so you're just a turtle walking. Yeah. Uh, but this one, this one's pretty fine. Um, everything seems it, it flows pretty nicely. I, I think the hard AI, it'd be interesting if they add... Um, I don't even. I wasn't the person who was creating the games. Caleb, you probably have to speak on this, but uh, it'd be interesting if they add like difficulty levels to make it even harder. 
There are difficulty levels, yeah. Okay. Wait, what uh, did we difficulty play Difficulty levels are associated with different mission types, though, currently. Got it, oh. right. So, like, think... a hostage level is, like, a very hard level. Right. What we if... need to play a very hard level. It's important. Uh, yeah. Did we try not this difficulty. do a very hard level at all? No, no we, we did. only did, um... Is it normal? I think it's only normal that we did. Yeah, normal. Oh, There's, like, hard, We gotta hard check that out. A third harder difficulty, I think. Nice. Well, not to, uh... Not to squash people's enthusiasm for this game, but uh, it did lose its publisher right before the new year. Oh, no. really? I don't know how much that's going to put a damper on its release trajectory, but... Lost its publisher? Yeah, so the team posted a thing like, yeah, dude, we'll do a school shooting level. And the publisher was like, oh. um, here's the thing. Oh. No, no. I see. No, no, not not with us. So they dropped them. Man. Oh, uh, I don't... What? Are you saying yeah. that making a game nowadays about being the military police might not be a good idea? That sounds I, weird. It does seem like I a questionable like... choice right now, but... I don't know. I mean, that... Man, they... Whew, I mean, I don't know how to go down that route, but... <laughs> that was a very dumb thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, well, so, what, do we know if, like... I mean, I know you probably glanced at an article, but, like, maybe research this later. Do we know if they, like... The community wanted a school shooting one, <laughs> and that's why. Like they that's a... <laughs> I mean, they could have just said "active shooter scenario," which could be something that they could do. But the fact mm. that they worded it in the way that they did, because mm. I mean, active shooter scenario could be any number of things. It doesn't have to be right. specifically at you know. Yeah. It could be no Russian. Okay. I have a little more context. In response to a question on Reddit about whether the game, a first-person shooter, would have a school shooting level, a developer said in a now-deleted tweet, you better believe it's gonna. Oh. Oh. That. So. Was that the no. Oh, no. Interesting. You better believe it's gonna. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Yikes. Something else worth mentioning about this game. It's 40 bucks, right? There's a supporter edition. That is $115. That's too much. That's too much money. <laughs> do I get anything interesting right for $115? No, or am not. I just funding school shooting levels? You're funding the developers, and that is it. So, I was about to, yeah, I was about I to say, I wonder that. if that, that uh, package gets you that level. Mm. <laughs> just just I mean, hush, it's hush. It's, like it's, like it's an exclusive even, release. Yeah. It sounds like it's not like built. It was just like a conceptual down-the-road yeah, sure. thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, but, they, they mean, didn't they need to do add that the to the game now for that it. They don't have a publisher. Interesting. Well, hmm. we'll see. I guess if anything happens with it, <laughs> yeah. early access right now. I mean, if you really want to go, you can go spend forty dollars and try this game out. It's uh, it's a lot for an early access game, but it was fun. At least a couple it's got levels. Got some nice tried. feedback. It's so been a lot I, of content, I can yeah. see if if they reconcile that, another publisher may be picking them up. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, they could also self-publish. True. True. You know, indie games are definitely more doable. And it sounds like the game's in a pretty solid place. Yeah, it is. Pretty good. They, yeah. they did say on Twitter that they and Team 17 mutually agreed that Team 17 will no longer publish Ready or Not. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, uh -huh. we, are, we are confident that this is the right path for the future of Ready or Not. And we thank Team 17 oh. for their partnership and wish them great success with their spectrum of games. I wonder if that means we're actually going to see mm. the, a map then. Oh god. With I can we not? Man, who knows? I mean, who knows I with a game like not. that? Um, let's move on. We have a couple of games to talk about in here. Uh Rainbow Six Extraction uh is a game that was released recently mm -hmm. under its new title. It used to be called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Now it's Rainbow Six Extraction. I wonder why they changed it. Um 
Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, weird. <laughs> quarantine really. I don't. I haven't I heard. Feel that like that's a really reason, hot topic right now. You know, yeah, yeah. it feels like yeah. you get a lot of buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, Alex, tell me about Rainbow Six Extraction. Sure. Um, because I tried to play it and my game froze like five times, so I can't play it right now. Sad times. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Me, Chad, and Caleb have actually played like a ton of this game so far. Yeah. It is a three-player co-op PvE game. <laughs> so dumb. I don't know Perfect why they chose three. Players. There's, there's really no reason, it seems. Yeah, there's nothing in particular. Maybe they thought the maps weren't quite big enough for four but also i don't i don't really think that's the case yeah um I think so but yeah it's got a couple of unique things that other games like it don't have it it goes for a more tactical approach um i guess how you would describe gtfo where you're like trying to clear rooms without alerting things um it's got stealth approaches uh all the mechanics are ripped straight from Rainbow Six Siege. Like, it is, it is yep. built on the same engine. It plays the same. It has the operators from the game in it. Um, so if you like playing that, but don't like getting randomly shot by somebody that's really good at the game through a crack in a wall and just not <laughs> playing for, like, 15 minutes uh, and you want to fight, like, a parasite instead, then this, this is pretty cool. Uh, all the operators have unique abilities that they bring into the map. Uh, there's like 18 of them in the game right now, which is kind of cool because I feel like a lot of times when PvE games launch, they have like a handful of classes. Yeah. And that's it. And it gets stale. And to encourage you to play a bunch of those different characters, there is a system in place where if you take damage, it's like permanent health damage. And if you get like a med kit during the map, it gives you temporary health. Uh, and that slowly ticks down. And then at the end of the match, whatever value your permanent health is at is what that character is at until you let them rest and heal up. Mm -hmm. So you have to go play. Like if they drop below 50% health, you can't play them. They're considered injured and you have to play somebody else. And then like completing objectives and stuff like that will give you health points to distribute back to your injured operators. Um, and then to go even farther with that, if you end up dying in a map, uh, the stasis foam automatically deploys on your body and encases you, and you are considered MIA. And either one of your teammates has to pick up your body and extract you, or if you all die, or if they're not able to extract you, then you have to run a mission on the same map to save that operator to get them back. Um, so that's Super pretty cool. Mechanics. Yeah. But I did play wise plays just like siege which is good the gameplay there is solid you lean a but lot it's nothing nothing new in you're just constantly tilted and and shooting people <laughs> yeah i like being constant objectives are pretty <laughs> like <varied>. angry or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh i do want them to add more objectives because you see a lot of the same ones over and over again yeah, but also it, pretty fast it hasn't like felt too bad yet even though you're running the same stuff a bunch of times, it still feels a little bit different every time. Well, we have been slowly ramping up in difficulty so that we fight like harder monsters yeah. over time. So it has made the objectives feel more dangerous and it a little all, different. It also seems... I, don't, we got, I think we got to play more, but from what I saw, when we were ramping up the difficulty, the objectives were changing slightly. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think off the top of my head like which objective I saw new in Severe that wasn't in uh like cautious but cautious you know same old same old objectives um i don't know if you already touched on with the mechanics 
when we, we lose all of our guys, uh, when you go to extract the the missing agent, you just pick up one person and put it into the pod, and it gives us all three of our characters back. It's a little odd. Well, you can't tell who they are because they're covered in foam. But I yeah, wish I had a little more attention to detail with stuff like that. It, it's yeah. which is your weird. character, but like for you, it's your character, but it's covered in foam, and it's like on the on the mission, it says your character um, for mm-hmm. each player. Uh, but then once you do it, it's just like all three are saved. It's weird that they didn't spend time, like attention to detail there when they clearly built out. So like I, I haven't played, but like five minutes of the tutorial, but the explanation video at the very beginning where they're like, <laughs> all right, here's what's going down. So we're react. We're part of this smaller group of rainbow six and we're going in to rescue people from this stuff. And also we've set up all these walls with airlocks in between places. And if you go down, you have this foam that goes over your body. I'm like, first of all, how have we not defeated whatever this stuff is at this point? <laughs> we have all this stuff in place. Why? What? And they just have like an explanation for everything. It seems like right out the gate. Here's why this exists. Here's its purpose. Here's, Here's- there's actually like a ton of lore that you unlock as you play. Yeah. It's surprisingly Weird. fleshed out. Weird. Does it explain how they don't do the objectives while they're building out the large facilities that we walk through? <laughs> no, yeah, see, that's I what I was always that. wondering. Yeah. They like go they, in and create these giant facilities, but they, they drop don't do from, all the work that we later go in and do. They drop them from the sky. <laughs> they're like giant containers on, on mm. airlifts and they drop and they hit the ground and they've created mm. the facility. <laughs> uh, a couple other gameplay elements. Um, there's these things called nests that'll spawn enemies. They're kind of dormant when you start, but if you alert enemies near them, they'll go into like aggravated mode and start spitting out enemies. Um, and you can destroy those. Also, when they're mad, they create this stuff called sprawl, which is like this black goo um, that just goes across the ground and actually slows down your character when you walk through it. Uh, you can like melee it or shoot it to like get it off the ground, but that like wastes resources and it's slow. Um, so this there's that. Is, this game is like a sequel for Venom, right? <laughs> like this is just inevitably what that becomes. Maybe. I don't know. It's a ton of fun, though. I, I'm it really enjoying it. Yeah, I've been having a blast. The characters are cool. pretty unique. And a, lo- a lot of the abilities, they carry straight over from Siege, right? So them being in a PvE environment is kind of weird. Also, the destructibility of the environment is its useful sometimes, but it's, it's not like Siege usability. Right. You're not using it in every objective. Your you flashlights can reinforcements, like, which you only use for very specific objectives. Yeah, also, to like for old objectives. That, mm-hmm. you, your your flashlights and your guns can like make the creatures bioluminescent, like through walls. So you can like see stuff through destructible walls and shoot it. It's very cool. It's really it feels really good actually. Do they explain how that's possible? I'm Science. sure they do in the lore bits. Okay. Science. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, just trust the science, dog. Physics, as Caleb would say. (laughs) Seems cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they've chosen the optimum player count, which is three. Mm. Mm. Because that is is the best for games. Wild. Wild. Uh, Let's move on to a couple other things. Uh, Leap, Chad, Alex, you guys played this? What is this? Yeah, I'll keep this pretty brief. Um, Leap's in closed beta right now. Uh, It's very tribes ascendy. You got... Different classes you could choose from like uh, your quick moving Pathfinder. They actually call it Pathfinder. And then you got your like assault guy and then your sniper esque guy. 
Um, all of them get like a hoverboard to travel across a map pretty pretty quickly. Uh, that's on a cooldown after you hop off of it. Uh, you get like a couple of abilities. Uh, one of one of them for the Pathfinder is mostly what I played when we played. Um, you throw down a shield that kind of gives you a little. I think it gives you health back. I'm not sure. Uh, or there's an alternative which gives you uh, damage, so you can actually shoot out of the shield and you just have like extra damage. Um, the game type that we played was like domination or conquest, whatever you want to call that. Um, mm-hmm. So there's different points that you had to go to and take over. Uh, and then it was like tickets. So you're just constantly killing the tickets of the other team. You could get 20 tickets back if you uh, get to the drop. Um, yeah, it's a pretty fast paced The grappling shooter. hook. Oh, the gra- oh. infinite grappling hook. Infinite grappling it's, hooks. It's AOT style because there's like two that comes out. A- AOT yeah. is Attack on Titan for people who don't know. And they can attach from so far away. You're just grappling all the time, everywhere. That's great. <laughs> Best game mechanic. Love it. Grappling. That's about it. Unless Alex has anything else to talk about on it. Nah, it's, it's kind of... It's, it's okay right now. Hopefully it'll yeah. get better. Peace. Need some balancing. It'll be, it'll be fun with friends if we, you know... Alex, uh, Alex found a TTV or went into his chat to try to talk crap, but then didn't talk crap because he chickened out. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, up next, we have Bloom TD6, which I'm I'm almost positive they just accidentally misspelled Balloon. Nope. Tower Defense Six. Balloons. Is this the sixth iteration? Actually, of this? Jake I has talked about it. this before. Have I? Have you? I've, I've played it before. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you've like officially talked about it, but you've definitely mentioned it. Pretty fun game. Tower oh. Defense. It is the sixth game in the Bloons Tower Defense series. So, okay. All right. What did you TD6. think it was? It has the yeah, six what? in the name. Is that question there? Yeah, know. what are you talking about? Bloons Tower Defense 6? Well, what, what number is that? Isn't there like <laughs> Bloons Battles or something like that? So, like, that doesn't have a number. So, that could be in the middle. And then. Anyways. Maybe. <laughs> Bloons is a Thanks Tower Defense to game that's like crazy fun. I don't know what it is about it, but really? it's, it's like actually really fun. A tower defense game that's crazy fun. It's yeah. actually like crazy fun. It's What's like you could, you could play co-op in it. But usually they're just like kind of boring of and slow. Crazy fun. Yeah. Oh man, we spent countless hours playing this game. Right? Actually, I can count has, them. Hold on. Let's. There's <laughs> a lot countless. of emphasis on like uh, enemy types that have counterplay, and so you have to like prepare for them, and also you know like approximately what wave the new enemy type will show up in, and you have to prepare for that accordingly. And you can go, and all your towers have like builds, so like you're looking up like what's the best build for Ice Monkey, and somebody's like, you need to go five zero two, dude. And it's like <laughs> what points you're putting in your tower. I don't know. It's and that's also four player co op, and it's Which just is like weird. It's so chill, and also there's so much stuff happening on screen. There's also like a lot of different modes that you can play in the game. So like first of all, you play just regular maps, right? And you go from like easy to whatever hard difficulty there is. And then once you beat those maps, you unlock a tree of like different paths you can take uh, to where like one of them is called like chimps. Uh, one's called like Im- impoppable. Um, I myself have not done much research into what those difficulties stand for. But uh, from what I understand, impoppable is the one that everybody tries to beat. And it's the one that everybody's working towards. Um, and then there's like boss battles or like challenge modes or um just workshop maps, maps. Yeah. so there there's a lot in the game that you can actually get kind of stuck grinding on tons of stuff 
you level up your monkeys to unlock those builds because they're not just ready for you. You have to like kill a certain amount of balloons to get experience for each tower in order to upgrade them. So like you almost fall when you're playing co-op, you almost fall into a certain uh, category of like, all right, Chad's doing the ice balloons. Alex is doing uh, the snipers. Um, Caitlin's doing like all military stuff. So like the chain gun guy, helicopter, uh, battleships. It's cool. It actually it actually creates a synergy instead of just being like, all right, we're building these these stuff, and that's it. Uh, last but not least on this list, brand new game just came out this year: Divinity Original Sin Two Definitive Edition. <laughs> <laughs> so I just put this on this list because we started playing this in a family night, and it is so funny. I have my father's screen on my left monitor and my mom's screen on my right monitor and I'm watching how they play this game and it drives me absolutely insane <laughs> how they are looking at the battlefield where up in the top left hand corner very like oh, like a toe is sticking out from the enemy and then like th their camera is just like in Narnia and I'm like what is what is going on here like just move your can just rotate it and like get it onto the battlefield hit O if you need to, to actually see stuff and then my mother is just like based it was going to be like so simple because they'd have yeah. infinite time to like react to things yeah and it's still like they can't get the concept of like camera positioning and so we're like okay mom what you're gonna do is you're going to use your fire daggers and then she's walking across the map what what did you why did you move already I, I was halfway through my instructions like you didn't even wait for the end result of like and then like yeah no, no it's, she's been, it's been a lot of fun a freaking gamer move yeah <laughs> she's like fire daggers got it i'm in uh that she just has a for some reason she's having a issue with even though she plays Guild Wars, where you have to click a skill and then click somewhere to use said skill, she's she's not grasping that concept of she has to click a skill in order to use that skill. <laughs> mm. And so she somehow walks instead of using huh. the skill. And I don't know how I'm mind boggled at and like where how how do I put myself in that like set of shoes to understand what's going on there? Because it's just so foreign to me. It is like 90% their fault that they're messing up, but I will say, benefit of the doubt, it's pretty easy to misclick stuff in that game and accidentally, yeah, it like, is. it is like shoot stuff or accidentally walk somewhere that when you're trying to attack somebody. I have done yeah. that on so many occasions of just being like, oh, yeah, okay, so yeah. I'm gonna just go. I, oh, I, I didn't mean to walk. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Ultimately, it has, it has been a fun time, and I think they are actually enjoying the game and like talking to the talking squirrel and stuff like that. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of RPGs, I thought I'd just mention this kind of in transition and move us over to news. But uh, I was reading recently; it must have been last week that I saw this. But uh, the people who made uh, Rook One Game, Rook, Rook One Games, yeah, Rook One Game, Rook One Games, the people who made the Pathfinder Kingmaker CRPG had a still of Starfinder on their website, or they were dun, a developer. Dun, dun. They didn't make. They didn't make it. They were a developer on Pathfinder Kingmaker. Okay, that but makes they, sense. They had a still on their star uh, on their website of of a Starfinder battle with quote upcoming space themed CRPG and freaking the Starfinder RPG subreddit was absolutely just blowing up. People were losing their minds. So of course, uh, you know, in, in good fashion, uh, Paizo comes on their PR team. They were like, "Yeah, sorry, you want this? We want this. False alarm. Not at this time. Dang. Sucks to suck. Woof. Adventures ahead, guys. Bye. Brutal. Yeah." 
brutal. So it makes me sad. We could have had we could have had a Starfinder CRPG. That would have been whew, that'd have been fun. There's space for that, I believe. There's space. 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 <laughs> okay, how did I miss that? On to the important <laughs> news, though. Um, uh, the probably news? the biggest news of the week. Uh, yeah. Microsoft recently acquired Activision Blizzard for what was it? Seventy-five, sixty-five billion. Sixty-eight point some mil. Not no, yeah. bill. 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 Sorry. Billion. Close to seventy billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, seventy billion dollars. Um, which is kind of nuts. That's a lot of IPs to purchase. A lot of excellent games made by Blizzard. Um, that Microsoft is now taking over. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you had something specifically you wanted to say about this or you just wanted to highlight it, but... Oh, we definitely just needed to mention it. I don't know if anybody had any okay, like, opinions they wanted to give. <laughs> oh, I, we got hot takes? Because I feel like there's a lot of hot takes. Uh, Jake had the hottest take, I Did believe. I? Yeah. Oh. About, I don't uh, know. <laughs> that was the conversation I had with Tim? Yeah. Oh, just that uh, hopefully it doesn't derail the unionization effort. Mm. which is that what you're talking about yeah the, okay which which yeah. fun fact it will <laughs> i mean so it kind of already has right like the yeah. raven software this is only tangentially related but the raven software qa team started making moves to form a union and basically asked blizzard to like recognize them and so blizzard has now split up that team among several different teams uh, they were like, move. uh no <laughs> yeah so that's probably not a great start to that yeah but uh. I, you know. I did read an article of somebody who uh, joined Blizz Activision Blizzard on Monday, and so the, they open up their company email, and the first thing that they see from their company email is that the company is going to be uh, be bought out by Microsoft. And you know where that person used to work and just left? <laughs> oh, that would be Microsoft. Uh, excellent. Yikes. And I was like, that's got to be real awkward for that individual. No, that dude, I'd like... be flattered. They literally, they were felt so bad about losing him. They bought his new company. <laughs> just I mean, to get him back. They bought the entire company to get yeah. the one person We can't back. lose this Damn. one person. Oh, it also all depends on how they left. I mean, usually when you quit a job, it's not in, like, spite. It's just sure. career opportunity advancements. And so yeah. maybe they're still in a position that's a career opportunity advancement, and now they're just back at Microsoft. And maybe they liked Microsoft and they, they just had a better opportunity elsewhere. Now they're back at Microsoft, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Which oftentimes, I know we don't think about, think about it this way, but oftentimes those companies are so big, like people don't really pay attention to moves like that. Like, you know, from, from the top down oh, sure. that perspective, that's oh, yeah. one person. So like bringing them back over to Microsoft, it's not like they're going to be spiteful. It's not like they were spiteful. It's not like people who necessarily move were spiteful. All of that is move. Like you moving as an individual from a large company to another large company is such a, you're just, you're just a number. Essentially. Right, it's a rounding error. It's nothing. Yeah. 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 It really doesn't matter. Um, the one thing I thought was interesting about this, um, if you guys listen to ever any news podcast, there's a podcast from the New York times called the daily. Yeah. Um, Michael Barbaro actually covered this with their tech guy. I don't know his name, but they actually spent about 40 minutes talking about this acquisition, but not because of the IPs, but specifically because when Microsoft announced this, they said that they are doing this to position themselves in the metaverse is specifically why they said they acquired Blizzard. And okay, is man. really, yeah, that's it was a, really that's unique. That's a dumb reason. Yeah, oh, what does that even mean? Well, it doesn't mean, the point is it doesn't mean anything. They, they like, no one knows what the metaverse is really. So whatever. I think they did it just as kind of like a, 
you know, it doesn't really matter what they call it PR wise because they're buying all these IPs they're going to make billions of dollars off of. So it's irrelevant mm-hmm. what, why they have their reasoning. But it was interesting because they dove in a little bit about all of these companies who are making the same type of move. Disney Plus CEO recently announcing that Disney Plus is their foothold in the metaverse. Um, Fortnite CEO, Epic Games CEO is talking about how Fortnite itself is essentially the start of the metaverse. Sure, it's, dude. Sure, it's, whatever. What does that mean? Buzzwords. I know. It, I, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, yeah. this is just Buzzword. synergy. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's it, corporate it really, buzzwords it's, for video games. It's just exactly to, what it is. It's buzzwords. To branch off on that, uh, I actually saw a video the other day of what, what Fortnite will look like when Unreal Engine 5 comes out. And it li- like what the footage I saw, and this was probably just heavily modded Fortnite, um, was just GTA Fortnite and like hyper-realistic <laughs> atmosphere with Fortnite characters. So it's basically like a real guy, the movie, and then mm. Fortnite characters in it, mm. um, or Ready Player One. And it, it's just wild to think that when Unreal Engine 5 comes out, they're probably going to shift over to it because it's Epic Games. So why wouldn't sure. they? Right. Um, and then if they actually do unlock, which was leaked, uh, the creative atmosphere of the Unre- Unreal Engine 5 tools for Fortnite people, then you would probably see stuff like that. Right. Which would be really, really, really cool. Yeah. No way they changed the core game to that, like away from the art style it has. No, it's just right, going to be like, because cre- no. there's like the creative mode inside yeah. of Fortnite where people create stuff anyways. And so what they're saying is creative 2.0. Like the new creative is going to be like a heavily modded area where where it could look like GTA. The the regular game mode is always going to stay the cartoonish, like fun looking, right. you know, yeah, Fortnite yeah. mode. Huh. I'll I'll post a link to the podcast. You guys should take a look. It's only like forty minutes, but it's actually really wow. short. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> the metaverse weird. statements weird. the The real reason they bought them is clearly because they want to add all their IP to Game Pass. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. Like For they, sure, and they probably already mentioned that they were going to combine a World of Warcraft subscription with Game Pass. That's mm-hmm. actually kind of sick. And I was I mean, just like, brilliant. If I'm already going to be paying fifteen dollars a month on a WoW sub to get other games with it, that just is going to make it way more valuable. Something tells mm-hmm. me the price is going to increase. I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're, keeping the, they're keeping the price low right now to get as many people as possible in the mindset of I just always need to have Game Pass because it's such a good value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the what, way they once did with Netflix. Every game is on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's over. You just keep yeah. cranking that boy. Yep. Start cranking it up. Yeah. I mean, I think... that's how that's how Netflix. I mean, yeah, they just many, had a price exactly. hike recently. How many price increases Netflix has had over the years? It's crazy. That's what you pay like thirty to sixty dollars a month on Game Pass, and at sixty, I'm being like super generous with the price increase. Uh, what do you pay for games regularly already right now per right. month? Well, like, in February, we're all going to spend approximately two hundred and twenty dollars on three right. games. So there's that. We are. Well, I don't know. February. I mean, Not multiple of us will be spending that. Let's see. Uh, Destiny's uh, which the Witch Queen. Okay, so um, there's sixty. I'm saving. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, that's a hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. um, Dying that's Light 100 Two. Bucks. It's okay, cool. So Dying Light Two, sixty. I'm not paying. And then um, what should we call it? Elden Ring, sixty dollars. Uh, yeah, okay, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. I actually am coming. To someone interested. I'm paying sixty dollars tomorrow for fucking Pokemon. So I'm Heck yeah, I'm excited uh, for it. I don't care. I'm happy <laughs> for you. Uh, but back to the the Activision Blizzard stuff. It, the, I mean, the nice thing seems to be what it's coming out of. Um, uh, I forget his name, but the CEO of of Microsoft. Uh, you know, when he was talking about the acquisition, he was just like, 
hey, if you want to, you know, like all of these IPs that we're about to purchase, if you want to like make a game out of any of these IPs, let's fucking do it. Like, let's go. Like, he seems actually excited about like maybe resurrecting some of those IPs and doing stuff and mm-hmm. like caring about games themselves and not just being like, oh, we're doing this because we want to have own everything. I mean, I'm sure that's why he's doing it, but also it's like, well, maybe there actually might be some cool like games to come out of it as well. Yeah. I mean, they, I... they can't be worse than Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Right? Like, right? It's the well, one I thought, upside. I thought Microsoft was like semi known for actually treating their employees like humans. They Is do. That true. Yes. Okay. So. Good on yeah. you, Microsoft. Yes, they do. <laughs> I have yeah. uh, I have a friend, like two friends of a friend who both work there, and they're like, mm. it's excellent. Everything is great. All of their wow. policies for like leave, uh, maternal leave, paternal leave, regular leave. It's just basically unlimited. Basically, like, just have, all like, a... the leave is only talked about. They just love um, talking about they're not, not working. They're, okay, fine. You want me to keep going? Their work-life balance is excellent. They have biophilic design in every building that they create, which is- I don't know what that word means. Bio. It I just means that it's a combination of the built space interacting with environment around the built oh, space. I love That's that. what biophilic design is. That's cool. So far out so. of those two examples, one of them was semi still not working. Yeah, the work-life balance work-life thing. Balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, what everyone loves about working at Microsoft is not working at Microsoft. I mean, to, uh, be, I mean, with, to be fair, with crunch culture so prevalent in games, that's actually like yeah. super big, I feel like. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Like, so. I, I know we're just memeing, but that is worth, like, noticing. Like, hey, that's actually something the games industry is really bad about, actually. Mm-hmm. That's yep. true. Like, aggressively bad. A um, couple other things here in news. Jake, should we talk about Dark Souls for a second? Uh, I'll just... This is a really quick one. Uh, someone brought it up in our Discord server. There was a exploit in the Dark Souls PvE code, I guess, that let people just run any code on anyone's machine connected. No uh, way. Yeah. Like yeah, literally, really... there's there's a video. I'll, I'll post this. Uh, I can send this link afterwards that we can post. But literally, a guy's like streaming Dark Souls, and the game crashes, and his text to speech just starts reading off this copy pasta stuff that some other guy nice. just like ran remotely on his machine. Somebody runs the B movie script on your computer. Do you like jazz? Oh yeah, that's, yeah. I don't. I don't think this was live for super long. Like obviously yeah. it was a thing. Like it was happening. But yeah, the servers are, as far as I'm aware, still shut down. You can't yeah. connect. Like you can still play the games offline, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't do any of the online stuff. That is uh, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty bad fuck up. Like yeah. a text to speech running yeah. on your computer is like your best case scenario, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yikes. pretty soon they're gonna be. Installing Provoxy on everybody's computer. Yeah, right. There's been a couple of those just like a friendly prankster. There's been a, a couple away, of those uh, exploits recently. There was also the the Java exploit like a month ago or so. I don't know if I know that one. Yeah, where it was that. like just the version of Java things used got had an exploit in it that you could just execute stuff. So, like Man. for instance, you could be playing Minecraft and like somebody could enter code in the chat and it would like do stuff on your oh computer. Oh my god. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Pee bad, pee bad. bad. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of pee bad, NFTs. Yeah. So <laughs> this, is, this is a little bit dated at this point. But uh Square Enix just put out like a letter, like a company wide letter. I think it might have been from like the president and representative director of Square Enix. Uh, and it's the usual crap, like, oh, we're so excited about NFTs. But there's there's one part that I just thought was so fun that I would love to read to you guys. Please. 
I realize that some people who, quote, play to have fun, and who currently form the majority of players have voiced their reservations toward these new trends, and understandably so. However, I believe there will be a certain number of people whose motivation, motivation is to, quote, play to contribute, by which I mean play to make the game more exciting. Traditional gaming has offered no explicit incentive to this latter group of people, who are motivated strictly by inconsistent personal feelings such as goodwill and volunteer spirit. <laughs> what? I what? have literally no idea. <laughs> what is going like, on? There's this group of players, these poor, poor people, who just play to keep the gaming community going. They don't even like video games. They hate them. <laughs> but they play it so other people can have fun. And they'll love oh, yeah. NFTs. I mean, totally. it sounds like someone sitting there just being like, hey, those people have this thing that they do that's called labor, and they do this labor for free, <laughs> and we want that labor. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's just the fact that play to have fun is in quotes is the yeah. uh, grossest, ridiculous. most hilarious thing I've ever read. Gosh. I Have you guys followed anybody who's talking about the developments of these games that are just purely uh, blockchain NFT games like uh, Starship and um, <laughs> what's the other one? There's multiple people, multiple accounts that have been promoting them on TikTok recently. Mm -hmm. they're, they're like NFT centric video games. So the whole point is all of the assets that are developed within the games are NFTs and essentially people will join them and then trade those for actual real world money and the value will increase because people believe those assets are worth it. Yada, yada, yada. And so that's what they're building the entire, entire platform off of. Mm-hmm. Go I, uh, I'm it will make you want to throw up on some <laughs> of what they talk about. It, I mean, I already want to throw up just talking about NFTs. So I'm actually signed up for one. Uh, oh, it's called, no! It, it's called Big Time. And the reason I'm signed up is one, because I didn't know much about NFTs when I signed up. But two, uh, it's being developed by like a couple guys from uh, back in the Gears of War days and stuff like that. Yeah. So mm. um, the gameplay... And like the game itself looks kind of cool. Um, what is that? Uh, ne necro ne Necropolis? Necropolis? Just guessing. That is the name of a thing. I mean, is it Necropolis a thing, right? Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah, a game, is. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. It looks kind of like that, um, but a little bit more bright because Necropolis was kind of dark. If that is the game, somebody can correct me if they're actually looking at for it. But yeah, so uh, big time is one of the ones that I'm I'm looking into. While we're on blockchain stuff, I don't have this in the notes, but did you guys hear um, Kickstarter's going blockchain? Oh, what? Yes, that, you talked about what does this that before. Mean? Okay, what? so they're they're building a protocol like HTTP, etc., that's blockchain focused in some way, and a bunch of the creators are upset because. There's a lot of stuff about blockchain not being good for the environment and stuff. And Kickstarter has like a section that make a bunch of creators fill out about how their product is, is like environmentally healthy. Mm. And then they're mm. throwing this out there. And so people are getting really upset. And they keep saying it'll be really good for the creators. And everybody's like, can you tell us how it's going to be good for the creators? And they're like, guys, 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 it's going to be good for the creators. <laughs> I still don't really understand. Just trust us. It's like an alternate way to present the content like not over like http or something that's what is it, it seems like, like like tour or something like that like how tour is like its own thing i think so yeah how cool it is very confusing 
and they're making Who's a lot of people very angry. And, and well, just... it's so weird. I guess if they transition to not using regular HTTP anymore, but also I think I that supposedly... takes their business immediately. Yeah. Supposedly it'll be a protocol that is very beneficial to crowdfunding. And, and what? How? Exactly. How. We have no yeah. idea. <laughs> we're all just assuming they're what doing this the to make a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, that's what most of it is. I mean, yeah, that's what most of right? it is. It's that's why you know Phoenix is twenty for it. It's mm-hmm. it's annoying because this you know this all started really with crypto when Bitcoin mm-hmm. started and Bitcoin. There are some really good things about what Bitcoin want to do, but the problem is is not none of it's moderated. So now freaking everybody is making a freaking cryptocurrency coin. Sure. And all of those people are finding influencers to say, hey, buy this crypto because it's going to freaking go to the moon. And then everybody does. And then the people who own it all sell it out and everybody else loses hey, their money. Hey, hey, hey. NFA, though. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> all of it. It's all the a worst big one. freaking scam. It's there was ridiculous. like a there was a crypto based on Squid Game. Mm hmm. And the creators of it let it get a little popular. It gained some traction. Price went up a bit. And then somehow they locked it down to where nobody could sell it. And they sold all their assets. And the price went to zero like instantaneously. Yeah, that sounds about right. And they made like like, crazy money. They like tied it to a different currency that was like impossible. Completely. Yeah. Devalued currency. Sold all their stuff. And we're like, okay, sorry. Yeah. That is just insane. Freaking joke. And, but that's the problem is like, you you know, somebody wants to create something that's good and then everybody goes and comes in and they're like, well, I feel like I can make money off of this. Yeah. I, I yeah. think you might be giving the creators too much credit. I feel like a lot <laughs> of times the creators come in with, we're going to make so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, no, I feel like I don't it might mean, just be scams all the way down. I don't, yeah. I don't mean, I'm, I'm saying like the originator. Like I actually think, Bitcoin in itself, in what it was designed to do, is probably a really good next sure. iteration of things. But literally, the second, the first businessman who saw that and saw Bitcoin skyrocket was like, "Oh, this is it! This is the money maker. We're gonna launch our own crypto, and then we're gonna we're gonna just pump up the prices. Yeah, and then we're gonna sell it. There's all. a lot of scams. I think it can be okay. You have to like research, like who made it, like do you trust them." Like, what's the stability of the coin? How long has it been in existence? That kind of stuff. Like, just going off of memes or, or like, whatever the popular pop culture thing is right now and being like, well, this will be popular. I could probably make money in this. You're probably going to get screwed over. Um, Before we move on from this, the one I was thinking of that I couldn't remember the name of is uh, Star Atlas. All mm-hmm. of the assets in Star Atlas are NFTs. You should just go to the website and just look what they're talking about. It'll... Some things will make you want to throw up. Uh, moving on. We have a couple other things to talk about here in news. I have a number four in here. Yeah, I have I got no you. idea Don't what worry, that means. I got you. <laughs> so the other day, I saw a 47-second video on the Twitters. Yeah. And I uh, actually didn't see the profile that posted it. And I just oh, no. watched this 47-second video. Can I guess? Right? No, you can't guess. Uh, I already know. Okay, <laughs> what, what are you it's the mouse company. It's whatever their whatever their name oh, is. Oh no, it's not. It's uh, not. You're actually nice. gonna be really excited about this. I think all of Final you are gonna mouse. be excited about this. Um, so the video starts off with like an abstract of like a uh, a red dwarf like maybe exploding sun, whatever. You see like the the trails coming off of it. Um Coriolis. The I guess the planet that it was next to starts to just disintegrate. Uh and then it reverses itself. And from the ashes, it starts building everything up 
Um, you start seeing like a chain link fence kind of looking thing. Um, but all this dust is coming together. It's very black and white. Uh, creates uh, this pan out, and you see the number four. And I'm like, what the heck did I just watch? Mm-hmm. And then I looked at who the profile was, and it's Crytek. Uh, so we're uh, getting a crisis four. four. Yeah, and that was that was um, announced right. yesterday. Okay, so, I was I guessing Metroid Prime four. For yeah, a second. I was going to sarcastically say Metroid Prime four. Metroid Prime four or <laughs> Mass Effect four. Yeah, Any, anytime oh. you say something about seeing a viral tweet, I just oh, no, immediately yeah. assume it's, it's Final Mass. I, I don't outside. even know. I don't even know if like I don't. Do I even follow them anymore? Oh, I, I think they not. went private at one point, and I wasn't I following so. them or something like that. Forever. Oh, I'm still following them. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, also, other news in terms of uh, uh, things that either, you know, survive or die, you know, this <laughs> Hyperscape. Survive or die. Have, or you, die. have you guys heard about this? Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, it's a, I never heard of it. Is it a game or? No, I mean, like the new announcement that came yeah, out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it today? I think it was us. today. Okay, yeah, I got you. Uh, so today they announced... And a lot of people are like actually super upset about this. They announced that they are pulling the plug on Hyperscape, even though I, we all thought it was already pulled and plugged. And yeah. you know, <laughs> pulled and um, plugged. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, the the tweets that are coming out that are that people are upset about is like literally you haven't given us any news in the past like eight months, and this is the first time you come back and you're this, like you're saying you're closing it. Like that's why wouldn't you just say nothing? Like, and I'm like, guys, they have to they have to come out to the three people that are still playing the game and like let them know so warn them before they shut the servers down yeah mm-hmm. so servers are going down mm. there is a I, I listen to a lot of podcasts but there is a podcast from this mm. american life where they talk about the day that they pulled the servers on the sims online very that, incredible that weirdly sounds interesting yeah i, I uh, <laughs> Because the universe was like, people loved it. They spent their entire life in it. Everything, everything they did was in The Sims Online. It's like and the then metaverse. one day, they, it was the last day. They had a date that they were going to pull the plug, and everybody knew it. And they came on, and they joined, and they were talking, and then all of a sudden, it was done. And that was part of their life that was gone forever. It's it's a wild story. Hmm. I mean, I, like I mean the, the wildest like game ending pulling the plug thing that I've ever heard was the stuff from Halo Two, because mm. that was an insane thing of they were like hey we're gonna pull the plug once like the last person signs off and so there was like this group of people like 30 some people that just refused to turn off their xboxes (laughs) and so for like weeks it was just like this renegade group and they all like found each other somehow because they were the only ones that were still on the server (laughs) and so they were all like joining each other's games because they never turned off their xboxes and then slowly one by one you know things would happen or whatever they're like you know okay you know i've I've done my farewell and so like slowly it just became like this smaller and smaller group and like people were watching the streams and these videos that were being put out of like these last couple of people because like some people voluntarily turned off some people like power flickered or the xboxes finally gave up or anything like that and so it was finally like there's just like this one guy that was there and he was just like glitching himself out of a bunch of maps by himself just trying to keep the dream alive that sounds so what? depressing to be that <laughs> last guy <laughs> when you said I-, I think i the worst one i've ever heard of i thought you were gonna say something about nazgoth i thought that's where yeah. this was going 
Too but, soon. Yeah. <laughs> what a good game. <laughs> they just shut down Halo 3 recently. Yeah. And that wasn't a big event. Yeah. Sad day. There's also like a bunch of videos you can find on YouTube of like deaths of different MMOs. They're kind of interesting seeing like the final moments of a server and everybody like in the common areas and stuff. And it's all just like falling apart around them. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's what uh, Fortnite will do when it finally shuts its servers down. Right? Right? Yeah. They'll have Dude, like a big show. They have the to. The game mm-hmm. documentary on, on Fortnite when it dies. I, I want to watch that one. <laughs> sure I think that good. one's going to be a good one. I'm sure it will be. Uh, last but not least, in this category of news, we should probably talk about... Yeah, this Pikmin? <laughs> Pokemon. The new Pikmin game? Pikmin. No, the, the game that Owen's going to pick up uh, for $60 got leaked like a week ahead of its <laughs> release date. $60. I love that you make it sound like I'm some chump for buying the game. I'm only, I'm just <laughs> referencing when you said that you're going to go buy it for $60 earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh it got leaked like a week before ahead of release and is playable like fully playable on emulators. No problem. Good sort stuff. of like Metroid Dread is playable on emulators, but why even buy just, it at this point? Because you know, <laughs> because you mo- shouldn't pay most games. video games you can probably get for free if you try hard enough. It's probably true, but yeah, but it's so much easier nowadays, you know, I, uh, to just buy it. Uh, and it's I, true. My days of sitting for forty-eight to seventy-two hours trying to get a game to work <laughs> is behind me. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's. I mean, there's a there's a famous quote from Game Newell somewhere about make the the service easier. And that's how you'll get people to buy it. I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but piracy is a service problem, not a price problem. Something like that. I mean, that is a very valid quote, especially if you think about what's going on or has happened with uh, like things like Netflix. When we went from Comcast to going to streaming services, and now there's multiple streaming services you're trying to like package that content into new streaming service, and everybody's like branching out. Well, now. There's a service op- problem again, which is why piracy mm-hmm. numbers are like back up because no yeah, one wants to pay absolutely. $15 for 15 different services. Yeah, it's the same no thing as wants to have to deal with all the different but, ones. No, the bigger issue is, hey, I want to watch season two of Bob's Burgers. Where is that again? Is it on Netflix? No, of course it's not. It wouldn't be on Disney Plus. Is it on Hulu? It used to be on Hulu or There's... I have it on my hard drive. Right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I click the file. We watch the show. Yeah. That's so yeah. true. There, there are entire websites dedicated to telling you where you can stream stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can I stream it? Just watch. You need it. It's There's so yeah. hard to find stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, Google has integrated that into their search algorithm now. So yeah. if you search in the right hand bar, it'll show you where you can actually stream it at, which is nice. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Smart. I like that. Piracy is a service problem, not a what. Yeah, let me, I'll just Google their piracy is a service problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is actually the yeah, it was Gabe Newell. Uh, piracy is not a pricing issue. It's a service issue, man. Look at that painful <laughs> circle. We're Guy knew right. all along. Smart, 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 smart. Like that was like over a decade ago. He said that. Yeah, this article is from 2011. <laughs> Woof. Woof. It also uh, has a picture of him holding a minigun, so you know it's reliable. <laughs> that's needed. That's that's actually that's the icon for our uh, Twitch. I mean, our our uh, podcast this week. Yeah, right? perfect. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely is one hundred percent. 
Uh, last but not least, uh, we should probably talk about yesterday's lawsuit in the film world. Yeah, so I don't know if you have seen this, and it was just like a weird bit of uh, film news, but these two people um, really, really love uh, Anadarmus, like just so much. And so they bought yesterday to watch because the trailer has Anna de Armas oh. in the trailer. However, she is not in the film in the at all because she got oh. cut her scene, her one scene got cut out. Wow. And so they're now suing Universal, I believe was the company that made the movie because they were like, hey, this is false advertising. She's not in the film. <laughs> and I was just like, this is a batshit insane uh, lawsuit. And- and I mean, it's so intrigued. And but yet, they're not wrong, technically. Yeah. And, and yet we live in a society in which that is a oh, winnable you said lawsuit. It. You said the line. We do yes. live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> Bottom text. And so, so it was just like such an interesting thing of just being like, this is definitely a winnable thing because she's not in it. I, I, but also like. Why? She, why? Like, she's not a main character. She was well, a tertiary it, character even in the trailer of things. So like. This is such a non-issue thing that is going to be a lawsuit over that I'm just fascinated by. I've wondered this for a while because so many trailers have stuff that's not in the movie. Like, at what point is it false advertising? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the fun thing that we're going to find out from this lawsuit of of when does it actually become false advertising? Like, the, the thing that I always remember is the fact that uh, in uh, Rogue One, yes. the trailer, yeah. she says, this is a rebellion, right? I rebel. Which is like a badass fucking line that so is cool. nowhere in the fucking film. No, I think <laughs> no. it was a Red Letter Media in like the, one of their things. They showed the uh, Rogue One trailer and just put on not in the actual movie over every scene. That, that was not particularly bad. And it was <laughs> it was like 90% of the trailer. Yeah. And it's like, can is this legal? Can you do this? Because you're saying this is our movie, and then it's like, well, no, it's not. Yeah. Does this lawsuit go through and then establish a precedent, and then all movie trailers have to have everything that's in them in the movie from now on? I mean, I feel like they should. Which, I mean, they put those trailers out before the movies are done, so if they they wanted to make changes to improve the movie, but then now they're like, actually, we can't change that because this was in the trailer. I.e. Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh he's awful like you gotta do it you gotta put that sonic in <laughs> gotta do it yeah Doesn't matter how bad he was oh interesting yeah well, it was just very interesting and i was like i'm hmm. i i want to see how this shakes out i want to know how it gets ruled because i'm sure that it's going to have a very large impact on how things are trailered because they won't want the lawsuit and on the one hand i kind of agree of just being like if you're gonna put shit in your trailer put it in the actual medium but i also understand on the flip side of like i would never want uh a trailer for doki doki to you know tell me the trick of doki doki or like sure, any M. Night Shyamalan I mean, still a trailer doesn't need to put away. the entire movie right that's also well, that, true honestly that is a problem with trailers now though is yeah, that yeah, you can that watch some trailers and see the entire movie without ever going to see the movie trailers which is awful like, man just stop but, making okay, trailers about, they're terrible what about <laughs> things like um spider-man no way home how they like removed 
digital elements from scenes in the trailer to try to like <laughs> keep some things mysterious. And then you watch it in the scene and it's like, it is different because they've added things. Is that false advertising? Yeah, but everything it's different. that was in it is in the movie. That's true. They added stuff. I don't, don't know. Get I mean, me started well, on Spider-Man's trailer. Okay. <laughs> I, it, it, again, it also is just fascinating of just like out of everybody, it's it's this movie and it's Anna to Armis. Like I was like, yeah, I don't understand what the play is here because it's not like it was somebody prominent in a film that was cut that we have multiple examples of or like trailers that were vastly different that like misled you to thinking of what the movie was or I mean, just it, like that is what happened though the trailer said this actress is in this movie and then no they were not yeah right i i mean yeah but like it was literally a scene and that's the thing that i'm i'm fascinated by also is i was like it, it's not like they well, reshot the entire movie it was like one scene that they're like yeah he's not gonna hook up with this girl and that but, that's what they cut out but jake made a good point like it doesn't necessarily say she's in the movie you just infer that she's in the movie because you've seen a scene in a trailer that has her in it it doesn't necessarily at the end of that movie say starring anna de armas i mean you know what you know, this this whole thing, you know how this happened? They're sitting around. They're like, what should we watch tonight? And they're like, I don't know. And then somebody saw the poster for yesterday and they're like, oh, we could watch yesterday. Anna de Armas is in that. Remember that trailer? And they're like, oh, yeah, I do remember seeing that. Yeah, let's watch that. And then they watched it and she wasn't in it. And they're like, she wasn't in it. What? That's weird. Yeah, and then somebody they're... they like had this story and they told one of their friends and they're like, I bet you can actually I bet you could sue for that. It's like false advertising. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> I bet you're right. And then they're like, <laughs> they Listen, acted way more mad than they honestly, actually are. There yeah. was just somebody that was pissed that they didn't see <laughs> Anna and Armas movies. Okay. Honestly, yeah, I think that's what they were going for. I don't think this was like a, oh, we wanted to just see a movie. Oh, remember that one thing? I think this was just like, they heard that there was an Anna to Armas sex scene and they did not get it. And so now they're like suing up the wazoo until they see... Which, like, by the way, she's naked in a bunch of other films. I don't know how to tell you that, but, like, you don't need to see <laughs> just this one. Fun fact. Like, I don't know. They've seen those, though. Yeah, come on. That's yeah. old news. We... New we... stuff, Owen. New stuff, I guess. Come yeah. on. Nude. Sorry. Nude, nude, nude stuff. stuff. Nude stuff. Nude stuff. <laughs> That's really hard to it. say. It's just, it's hard to enunciate, guys. Gosh. Backtracking for two seconds. Interstellar. <laughs> greatest trailer ever. It's a good trailer. That is a good trailer. Although it shows that's like kind of, nothing in the movie. That's kind of his trailers, though. That's how all of his movies. They're are like wonderful. That. Yeah. Chris Nolan, pretty good at movies. Mm. Yeah. Hot take. Hot. T- yeah, I, don't I think don't that's a hot take. I think that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, we probably better call it because, you know, we've been here for a minute. Yeah. But you don't you don't want to go for another two hours. <laughs> I, you know, I personally, I could talk for a long time. Oh but uh, stop. <laughs> Cut, the out. Cut it. I'm done. All right. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Bye. I think. Bye. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, 
Caleb Juno and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m., and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.